Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 112 of the No Podcast. We are No Outside Food or Drink, the Southeast premiere video game podcast. Tonight is a shit ton of news for once. I feel like there's not been a whole lot of news recently. We have your May Games with Gold and PlayStation Plus titles. Assassin's Creed Valhalla has been announced. There was a Stadia Connect show. Everybody remember Stadia. Summer Game Fest will fill the void of E3 from what seems like May through July or August. Three days EA three play- months. How many? Three days at three months now. <laughs> uh, EA Play is going to have their digital event on June 11th. And the Xbox 2020 initiative has been announced. THQ Nordic adds to the portfolio. Star Wars VR title that has been exclusive to Oculus is headed to PSVR. Evo 2020 has been canceled. And Doom Eternal OST Fallout continues. OST, of course, is official soundtrack. And the soundtrack tonight will be provided by myself, Richard Bergman. Cesar Concepcion the second. I'm here. And we have our very first guest. Welcome, big guy, no podcast. Welcome to CJ. Yes, yes. Insert a pause track. Do we have an applause track? It's playing now. There's uh there's lots of joy and cheering going on. Yeah, it's, it's just like the Korean uh, baseball league. <laughs> Don't you guys hear it? <laughs> With no fans. <laughs> pictures in the background. It's funny, dude. Me and CJ were talking about it last night. We were doing our uh, test run. I was telling him about that the Korean baseball league and the broadcasters having to like broadcast over that, that feed coming from another country 13 hours away. Yeah. I, I, I've been biking in the mornings and the, they've been playing them at like five 30 in the morning. Yeah. This morning, at least it wasn't like the 1am the other day. It's Oof. good baseball, man. NC, NC dinos is my team. NC soft owns them. It's, he already has a team. <laughs> a team man. It, it's, it's, it's live sports, man. I told you I contemplated like getting on the NASCAR bandwagon. Let's like, go. Pick me, pick me out of the driver. Let's go. I, I jumped out the I jumped out the bandwagon when they said Bundesliga was coming out in a week or two. I was like, Bundesliga? All right, let's go. <laughs> I'm looking at, pick, Dur- Dortmund looking at Dortmund. Uh, well, I mean, I had it when uh, Chicken Burrito was on the team over there, but now I don't know anybody there. What about the Hershey guy? <laughs> the Hershey guy. <laughs> the American that came from Pennsylvania, Hershey, Pennsylvania. The one that I always make fun of in the league. That's right. That's right. He's a youngster, right? Yeah, he's in the Bundesliga. I think he is on Dortmund. I think uh, that's uh, Pulisic. Is. I think is here. Yep. There you go. That's my team. Yeah. I got the chocolate Hershey guy. <laughs> the ref. I never would have gone. Everyone is like Fifty Shades of Kevin Bacon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, CJ, you're a big car guy. Help us pick out a, a NASCAR driver. Who are we gonna follow? Who are we pulling for? Listen, listen. Only sport. When it comes to cars that I do not watch is NASCAR. The only one abuse. Okay, how do we kill CJ's feed and continue this podcast? We, <laughs> you were here to decide this one thing for us. I right, say we'll just, we just, we just pull up a YouTube video of NASCAR Heat uh, 2020 and just cut him out. Have, that <laughs> Have it in the background. Yeah. <laughs> now back to you, CJ. He's <laughs> <laughs> just crashing into all the other drivers. We had one for uh, 64. Actually, my cousin had it, and we would get on Sears Point. It was like the only one that wasn't round and round and round. Like it had all these different winding, and we would go backwards on that one with the polygon cars, and it would be all these crazy explosions. And you mean you weren't always turning left to what? Yeah, I don't uh, think NASCAR. Not Sears Point. Yeah, it was it was a winding course. That was probably NASCAR '98. I'm guessing on 64. I had a '99 on PlayStation with the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> was there a reason that you got behind it or what? I bought a wheel. wheel. 
<laughs> I bought a wheel for a Gran Turismo, and somebody gifted me 99 for birthday. I was like, all right, cool. Excellent. That's the game to play on PlayStation instead of NASCAR. You got to play Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo. Or the cartoon racer that they made, the Polyphony Digital made. Oh, yeah. Mad Mad Racer Grand Prix or something like that. It was something like that. They had a whole Nothing bunch beat. of crazy games. Nothing beats Daytona or uh, Sega Rally with a game over, yeah. <laughs> it sings your demise. Is that on Saturn? Which one was that? Saturn or Dreamcast? Saturn for Sega Rally because a game over, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As you we got to stream that. <laughs> we got to stream that when we're back together. What was the other one you said today we need to stream? Oh, uh, Odama. Odama for GameCube. CJ, have you ever seen this game? Never. Let me look it these, It's a fucking, it's a pinball game for GameCube that uses the microphone. And you have to, like, issue commands through the microphone to have these guys carry the pinball, like, up through the <laughs> obstacle course. It's crazy, man. This looks it's, crazy. It look, it, it was made by the Seaman team, right? If I remember correctly, wasn't it? I don't remember. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I just remember that one-off. Odama, how crazy it was, and um, there was a guy that that worked at our store at the time, and his mom, his mom or dad worked at the army base, and the army base clearanced them for like a dollar. So he bought every copy he could find and gave them to all of us. I think you ended up with one of those. Did Terrence give you one of the Odamas? Uh, I don't know, man. For all I know, I got like seventy five copies of that thing somewhere. Yeah, he cleared them as, out. It's not as bad as my uh, Metal Gear Solid one. Every time I went to a used place and kept buying copies of Metal Gear Solid, I'm like, ooh, Metal Gear Solid, ooh, Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> I got eight, eight or nine copies of Metal Gear Solid. Redundancy. Yeah. CJ, you have any games like that that you, uh, if you find them, you just, you got to buy a copy? Probably an old copy of, like, Jet Set Radio. Like, all those PS1 go. games. Oh, my God. Any uh, PS1 game you find? Basically. I'll, I'll never run out of copies of Metal Gear Solid. I'll never run out of copies of uh, Tales of Symphonia. I got on multiple consoles, so. Even the the one that I can't play on PS2, so. The import? Mm-hmm. Locked. All right. That was a pretty good preamble. Y'all ready to get into some news? We got a lot of shit to knock out. Oh, CJ, profanity is, is encouraged and welcome. Especially we got it. Especially since we're going to go over uh, games with gold and PS Plus titles. But <laughs> profanity. All right, let's do games with fucking gold. This starts off with uh, uh, available for the whole month. Speaking of car games, you get uh, V Rally 4. This is the fourth V Rally game. Uh, Cesar recommends that you play V Rally 1 through 3 so that you know the backstory. No, <laughs> just go ahead and pay full price and get five. And just get the first <laughs> one. Is there a fifth one? I. I don't know. <laughs> Probably. They're like knockoff dirt rally games, basically. So I'm looking at the cover of V Rally 4, and they're going to miss an opportunity with V Rally 5 if they just don't use the V as the 5. I think that's perfect marketing. V Rally V. That's it. Or put the guy for V for Vendetta on the cover. Holy shit. Like Final Fantasy V. Battlefield V, Metal Gear Solid V. There's been a lot of V games. Why not yeah. have it? V Rally V. Armor, Armor Core V. Like that there was Armor yeah. Core yeah. V. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What about Lego Harry Potter V? 
Has there been, <laughs> there been five Black Larry Potter games? Oh, oh God, there's like six of them. Yeah, yeah there's, a, there's a lot of them, actually. What, what ideas did they run out of? Didn't he quit going to school? Like, how many years did he go to school that they could make games for, for Lego I, Harry Potter? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, they did, what, like eight of those games? It's like, for whatever reason, they did seven years of him in school. Lego Harry like, Potter summer school. I was like, shit, I did 12 years of school. I got out. Well, I'm going to watch seven years of somebody else in school. Get out of here. <laughs> as, they, as they grow and develop. Yeah. I'm like, I did that myself. What the fuck? <laughs> Magic or not, I'm not living through that again. Wizarding school. Um, the other Xbox One title that you'll get is Warhammer 40,000 Inquisitor Martyr. It has three subtitles. Did not play the first 39,999. <laughs> not sure how the lore is going to turn out. Uh, that one is not all month. That is May 16th through June 15th. So that's the uh, the weird mid-month one for this this go-around. Uh, Cesar, what are the two 360 titles that we get to enjoy? The greatest of all, uh, Sensible World of Soccer. <laughs> I was super excited about it until I actually saw how it gameplayed, and then I got not excited about it. What does it look like? I can't even think of what sensible world of soccer would look like. It looks like a bastardized version of a Super Nintendo game where you add strategy. And it's like, this is not even like I'm having fun playing soccer. It's like I'm, I don't know what, I don't know what I'm looking at. Did I download it? Yes, because it's free, but. Add the license. All right, so that's available May 1st through May 15th. And uh, your other titles, Overlord 2. Probably the, arguably the best game out of the bunch, in my opinion. So, uh, it most likely is Overlord is that uh, Pikmin style, command the troops, uh, lead them around. The missus actually got big into the series back in the day. I, I think she played the first one on 360, and then the Wii title also. And that's when uh, whatever studio was making those was going all in. I don't even think they exist anymore. I'm trying to look at the. Looks like Codemasters published it, maybe. I don't know who made it. I got some video now. I'm already, I lost interest. I'm, I jumped out. That was quick. You saw the splash screen and, and got out. I CJ, any thoughts on these games? Anything you got to have? Um, maybe Overlord, but uh, seeing as how, for some reason, my Xbox 360 account because for some reason they are also separate when it comes to Microsoft, is region locked in Australia? Dude, Don't know why. Happened? How did this <laughs> Do happen? not know why. Well, I tried, because uh, it wasn't letting me do it one day, and then I looked and saw that it was in Australia, and I tried changing it back, and it's, it just wouldn't let me. So I called them, and they were just like, well, <laughs> you're going to have to wait three months, and that was March. So <laughs> I've heard that. I've heard that. Good things. I've heard the three month thing. A friend of mine just he came back to Xbox after playing Master Chief Collection with me, and uh, he didn't remember his password. Obviously, from five years ago, six years ago, whenever it was, he got a PS4 and switched over. So he had to go through that whole process, but he did actually end up remembering his password, so he didn't have to deal with it. Yeah, they're uh, they're pretty good when it comes to a bunch of things. That is one of the things <laughs> I can't uh, I can't really speak on security. <laughs> So even yeah. when you open up the link, you can't sign in with your current Xbox Live profile and, and get those 360 games? Well, I can, but for some reason, Xbox or Microsoft splits it into two separate things. And then one will be for uh, um, Xbox One and above and PC and yada, yada, yada. And then the next one is for Xbox and uh, Xbox 360 games. And, and that one, for some reason, is Australia locked. Like, I couldn't Weird. even get Alan Wake. I had to go out and find a copy. 
You can get it. You just got to go down to Australia, plug in your Xbox, download it. The world's longest Ethernet cord. Uh, there you go. No, you have to go ahead and pay the thousands of dollars to fly out there <laughs> to get a copy of it. Wait. You're going to do it, do it right. Right, right, right. Do, do it now while plane tickets are cheap. Enjoy your 24-hour flight. <laughs> CJ, how dedicated are you? You need Sensible World of Soccer. Cesar left at a glowing review. Of well, it's chaos no. on the screen with a soccer. <laughs> <laughs> the big thing for me was uh, I really wanted to play the Toy Story 3 game. And uh, so, you know, I might, actually, I might. That's a good title. The Toy Story the best feature, yeah. Alright, so uh, Xbox is kind of weak. Overlord 2 is not really a system seller, but PlayStation's definitely going to redeem the month. Um, this article's from Gematsu, Sal Romano. Somebody oh. want to grab go over those games? Oh, God, is there anything to go over? So we got two <laughs> games. One is uh, Farming Simulator 19, and then uh, the other is City Skylines PlayStation Edition. I guess they skipped over the Switch Edition for this one. Um, we do... They do have the Farming Simulator 17 on sale this week for 70 cents, if anybody's interested, <laughs> to contribute to the Farming uh, Simulator uh, lifestyle. Okay. People buy those games so much. Um, guarantee you, Cesar got it at 70 cents. Uh, it's in my cart. It's 70 cents. There we go. There we go. Richard knows me well. I'm like, I'm, I bought that fucking pool game for like eight bucks. I'm like, it's eight dollars. It's a PS4 game. I'm already thinking. I'm like, mm, 70 cents. I could have some fun with. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's, it's just yeah. I just fire up the uh, fire up a stream and just sit there and bitch it out. I'm like oh, I'm cutting grass. And somehow at this point, I'm, as we, I'm playing at four in the morning, just fucking harvesting. You <laughs> never know what'll grab you. Waiting for the children of the corn to eventually show up so our game gets interesting. You'd be surprised about how many people come in and pay full price for farming simulator games. Oh, I know they they keep making them every year. Somebody's buying them. Yeah. City Skylines, however, that is that Actually, is a very, very good game. Yeah, is. I have it on every console I own. So you're a big fan of City Skylines. What what yeah. sets it apart from other RTSs or world builders or what have you? Well, it's uh, Sim City, as I'm sure you're aware. They haven't mm-hmm. made one since like 2003 or something like that. So uh, this is kind of a spiritual successor. I guess they kind of Beanox. They kind of uh, Saw an opportunity and took it, and man, they knocked it out of the park. But you know, think about, this the the Spider-Man people. Uh, I think it was like a combination of like three. It was like a is Beanox. What is it's another one? Okay. Par, is it Paradox? Paradox Interactive and some other company that ports it all to the other games. But yeah, gotcha. Yeah. The only thing about the console versions, especially the Switch version, is that they're uh, they're extremely limited on what you can do because it's a console. And now that I have it on, and I finally got my PC set up and got it on the PC, man, oof, that's the way the, to play. The definitive way to play City Skylines is PC. Well, the missed opportunity. We should have got Simant. Oh, I love me some Simant. Love me some Simant also. We might what be showing that? our age. Oh God, CJ, we're showing our age here. <laughs> I was uh, I was like five years old, nineteen ninety two, playing some shit out of some cement. We had Macintoshes in the computer lab, and that's about all it would play. We smashed on some damn cement. That and Commander King. Played Commander King is a good one. 
Uh, CJ Simant is um, so it started off was Sim City the first in the series, and then you had uh, like Sim Earth, you had Sim Ant before you had the Sims. So, but Sim Ant, you played as an ant. You had to build up your nest, and there were like enemy factions, like there were red ants and stuff that would come after you. It's like Sim City with ants. You build up colonies, and it's yeah. I don't know how to describe it because they, they only made like one of them, right? I think yeah. that was it. That's all we got. Yeah. This and sounds like Sim City and Earth Defense Force smushed into one game. <laughs> right. You have the people up top screaming out EDF. EDF. Right? Yeah. I think I think it got a Super Nintendo port. Sim Ant. Uh, which we can stream. Right. Which we could stream. That'd be easier than uh mm-hmm. Would have been better if it was on the bastardized version of the Genesis carts, but neither here or there. One of the bootleg ones? <laughs> bootleg EA ones with the yellow uh, tap. Yeah. That's how I got oh, my that's copy right. of it. NHL 94. I still play the shit out of that. That's right. EA wasn't going to... They didn't license cartridges from Sega. They were like, we'll make our own shit. All right, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla was announced between last week and this week. Who wants to who wants to talk that ass Creed? I'll take it up. So I got it. CJ, come on, CJ, well, you got this, man. I, I, I the last I, story was yours, but you I, can I, jump I, in. I, I got I got this one. You uh, you take the next one, CJ. Keep okay. prepared. Okay. Get rolling. It's like school all over again. You like you're sweating in your desk, and you're like, all right, I got the next one. I'm next one called up. All right. All right. Rapid fire, man. You never know what you're going to be called on. So um, we had like a whole... It started out weird because we had that... Uh, was it Boss Logic was going to do a key art? And I was like, all right, I was super excited. And he's like, yeah, it was like six hours of him drawing a fucking... <laughs> Photoshop. <laughs> I, I was done after one minute. I'm like, nope, I'll just come back whenever it's done and see what it is. And it's like not a fucking thing. And then... Um, I watched a little bit just to look at the comments and see what people were going to try to guess and see what it was. Yeah, I remember, uh, was it Daniel Mids? Like, I got spoilers, and he just fucking put a uh, Kratos from God of War at the end. He said, I already know what it's going to be. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and then, then the very next day, we got the actual uh, trailer, which is um, not gameplay, I think. It was just concept, right? I think the gameplay one's coming up on the Xbox show tomorrow. It will be the... tomorrow as of the posting of this podcast, Thursday, May fucking 7th. Yes, that. Which I'm still surprised that Xbox didn't decide to partner with any uh, like digital works or anything like that to uh, market their 2020 vision here. But see the hero there. Um, I'm looking at it. So we got the trailer the next day uh, where they con- con- confirmed it was coming out for Xbox Series X. I think uh, Xbox is handling the merchant uh, marketing, so this one's going to be geared more towards the new next Xbox. Big time. Um, but it. It was coming out on the Series X, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, PC, via Uplay and the Epic Game Store. I'm sorry, Steam, but then Stadia, you also get it. Everybody with Steam. Uh, everybody with <laughs> Steam and Switch. Um, uh, they did confirm that it's going to be smart delivery in Xbox, so you buy one copy, you get both. Which is awesome. Um, and this is set in the Dark Ages, England's Dark Ages. You uh, get the Viking experience. I think uh, Jason Schreier said it best where he said uh, you run a 
like a body king settlement, which was like uh, he he was excited about doing uh, Sui Coden with his Assassin's Creed, just building up the settlement. I'm like, you had me at Sui Coden, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, outside of that, we got the usual uh, 85 different versions from Ubisoft. With oh my god, that's the whole article. I'm waiting for somebody to fucking come out with the little graph we get every year, where they're like, what you get, yeah. what you don't get from what the 17 versions. They haven't done it yet. Right, we need uh, a spreadsheet. And I think what two of them are exclusive to GameStop. I'm like, I'm already out. <laughs> Uh, so yeah you, you write your they, they go on here in a quote from Sal you write your Viking Saga and advanced RPG mechanics it seems like it's still following that same uh, origins and uh, Odyssey's uh, style gameplay with the RPG uh, progression correct uh, this seems like the combat system is a little bit more diverse you get the dual wield uh, access swords shields a lot more towards that uh, period in time uh, you got the Dark Ages, is open world. You sail from harsh and mysterious uh, shores of Norway to the beautiful but forbidden canyons of England and beyond. And if you're lucky, you might go discover uh, New Finland in North America. Well, who knows? Uh, you can uh, lead epic raids, uh, launch massive assaults. Uh, I don't know, man. That sounds a lot like uh, those strategy-based type stuff. Like It says code. here you can only do the raids when you have um, like a light level of 900. That makes sense. That checks out. Uh, you grow your settlement. Uh, the most important thing I see on here is a tattoo parlor. It's what every settlement <laughs> needs. <laughs> After you uh, you go around and kill a bunch of people, get a good tattoo on your back. Um, hey, you gotta you, commemorate uh, the you gotta commemorate the event. Then you have a uh, mercenary Vikings where you can create and customize your unique Viking raiders. This this game seems deep, man. This is the one like you made a comment about uh, last week, Richard, where there's like 15 studios that was making this fucking game. Um, the only difference is they said they scale back the boat battles because they need a reason for us to buy Skull and Bones, the one they keep pushing back every six months. But That's right. Um, outside of that, I, we'll get our first gameplay look out uh, on tomorrow on the I'm Xbox show. Excited. Hey, I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited for it. Have you, have you played Odyssey? I did not play Odessa. Um, not yet. Uh, I, I love me some Origins. Uh there's so much shit that came out all around the same time. And then yeah. looking at Odyssey's uh, 500 hours of gameplay, and every time I started up, I was like, I don't have time for this. Uh, <laughs> I just never get far. So CJ's well documented on this podcast. My Assassin's Creed knowledge is zero. I've tried to play the two worst ones, one and three. Well, that's the consensus worst one. So that's that's yeah. my experience with the lore. What a... What is your experience with the Assassin's Creed games? Uh, for me, I mean, I grew up on them. When I first saw the trailer for Assassin's Creed 1 back in, oh, whatever, it was, uh, I was like, Dad, I'm sorry, but we're going to GameStop and we're pre-ordering that right gotta have this. now. Yeah. I gotta have it. And then you 2 were, came out. You were like six years old when that happened, right? Exactly. <laughs> no, for real. I, actually, I think I was probably around that age or something like that. That was and, one of the first games, uh, like Bioshock and Gears of War and that, that era of, like, this felt next-gen. Like, I can't play this on Xbox or PS2 or GameCube. This is a game that I have to have one of these machines for. Exactly. And then uh, 2, and then 2 Brotherhood, those are some of the, I think, top 50 best games of this modern generation, starting from the PS3 onward. And uh, Top 50? We're going to do top like top 10 or something. Not because well, they're definitely not top ten. I wouldn't yeah. even say they're top five. Don't don't be vague <laughs> enough, uh, CJ. But like, top five hundred games of all time for me. <laughs> top top ten thousand <laughs> games of all time. It's in the yeah. top thousand. Yeah, 
I'm like, I'm over here like, there's even like that many games. I mean, I'm, what are, what are the other shit games before it? I'm like, yes, the there are. I can think of 327 better titles than Assassin's Creed 2. I shall list them. Here we go, number one. <laughs> no, but for real, um, I mean, I'm sure like a lot of people's consensus is two is the holy grail of Assassin's Creed, and this is the only game in the Assassin's Creed series that I think personally has ever even come close to that level of storytelling, gameplay, graphical prowess, I should say. That's Odyssey we're talking about? Exactly, exactly. Gotcha. So hopefully this thing, or this game does uh, does pretty good. And, uh, we'll see gameplay tomorrow. Oof, I'm ready. All I saw was that trailer, and it didn't really tell me too much. I don't know, man. At, th- at this point, I'm kind of like... I'm- I don't want to watch anything in that Xbox 2020. I just kind of like, I just want to go into this next generation fresh. Just be amazed. What I want to see, since this is smart delivery, so that means it's going to play on, it's going to play on the Series X, it's going to play on One X, and it's going to play on the original Xbox One. So I want to see, I want to see the Assassin, the Viking. I want to see him running in full 4K, whatever the Series X is going to be. And then I want to see it like slowly start to clip and the frames break and all that as he's running. And then you just end up with the original Xbox One graphics as he's like trying to scale the wall real slow. And then it turns to Prince of Persia and we finally get Prince of Persia. Ooh, Dude, that was crazy. I, I, I that. didn't put that in the news, but I know you saw that today. Oh, I'm always uh, got a ear off for Prince of Persia. I'm CJ, on. did you see that video today? What so there was something on YouTube. It's been on YouTube for what, eight years, I think? And it was a canceled, it's a pitch of a game. They put together a, like a. It's not gameplay. It's a proof of concept type video, and it was called mm-hmm. Prince of Persia. Was it Revelations or Revolutions? Mm-hmm. Revelations. I think they said the uh, the guy who was on part of that team, so they used that to uh, build their Assassin's Creed Three. That's what they based it off of. He, he made a comment that the guy who owns the rights to uh, Prince of Persia is still pretty expensive. That's why Ubisoft keeps canning them. They, if they don't think they're gonna make any money on them, they uh, they don't go through with it because uh, they got to pay a licensing fee for them. Apparently, that's what he was is saying. It- is it to that dude, uh, Jordan Mincher or whatever? The really, yeah. it's apparently he, gets a huge, he apparently he gets a huge cut from the games. Oh. I think Ubisoft got the exclusive to make them, but he gets a, a big portion of them. I don't think they sell well enough for him to do them this way. I mean, he has to lower that price, or else uh, he's gonna be getting a uh, big cut of zero percent. He um he loves that series because he he created the original one, and when they filmed the movie with Jake Gyllenhaal, he wrote the script. That's his baby. He was part of the reboot and everything. I, I got to give it to him. He's he's created that since the late '80s and and rode that horse all the way till now. He gets to call the shots. Yeah, he's even, with that, even with that movie, he wrote that whole script and they used the script. He had approval. He was executive producer. He he made a call, all the calls for that movie. So I mean, that's it's like I said. I like it. Like Richard said, I give him that props. He's hanging with it to the end. That's his. That's his baby. That's his intellectual property through and through. I would love that game. That's what. Like a more arcadey style Assassin's Creed with a pretty solid story, man. Give it to me. This looked like, uh, well, if you read the design documents, it was pitched as a 360 PS3 game, and it looks like the original Sands of Time trilogy, but just it's got some Michael Bay ass moments in it. Like the whole, <laughs> he's jumping <laughs> along these rooftops in the city, the sands flying everywhere. He goes in a combat sequence, and then like the whole city, the camera pans up, and the whole city's being swallowed by this worm thing, like dune or some shit and it just man it just looks insane but it sounds like a ps3 360 game that's a lot yeah, of that yeah, shit definitely does. 
CJ, it's only like three minutes, man. I'll, I'll find it here shortly and send it to you to watch after the show. But it's yeah, it's something else, man. That proof of concept video is pretty, pretty intense. I used to love those games. Uh, CJ, I'll actually take this one. We'll let you do your your Mick Gordon story at the end. You you recommend a new story for your first episodes. We'll uh, we'll let you we'll throw you in at that point. Okay. Um, okay. This was from April twenty eighth. There was a Google Stadia Connect show. They announced a bunch of games are coming to Stadia. Everybody remember what that is? I'm not going to lie to you, Richard. I did not watch the show. I just kind of, uh, since they posted the whole thing, I just kind of just fast forward and just looked at the games announced and then actually heard anything they said. I was like, all right, cool. That's all I did. If it's not a live stream, if they're just going to splash it up on YouTube, I'm just going to hit 30 second, 30 second, 30 second and go through it. The only one um, I saw, uh, the Dreams and Project Spark knockoff. That's the only thing that sits with me. Yep, the new Google, that's a Google developed thing, right? Krata? Krata, yeah. It's it a collaborative bad. game creation and sharing platform powered by Unreal Ed- Engine, Unreal Editor 4. I'm sorry. Players of varying skill levels will be able to build multiplayer games with Creta co-op game. Get Packed is also launching on Stadia as of April 28th. But the big news out of that, uh, CJ, I'll come back around to you. PUBG is coming to Stadia and a bunch of EA games. So we're guessing, well, actually they say Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, Madden NFL, and FIFA. Which Maddens and Fifas? We're not sure. <laughs> it might be, yeah, it might be the new new ones. So hey, yeah. at least they gave an update. They they were catching grief for being so quiet, but here we go. There's some Stadia games. I mean, they always said that their their stance was that they left it up to the publishers to put the games on there. They weren't going to fight for them. So, Which seems I, like a god awful idea. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's dumb, but I think it's because you know they're they're right now they're knee deep on their first party studios. They just acquired a whole bunch of people, so. I guess you figure if you get get for a, get first party exclusives, then you'll bring other people in there to get other games. So they they just it looks to me they just started like super late, or this is going to be the world's longest beta test, which Google's very good at. So I haven't true. heard anything about Stadia for maybe six months. I got to uh, a point where I wasn't even looking out for Stadia stuff anymore because I was like, this no never going to come. I, they threw out the free one. I went ahead and registered my name in there that I have on every console, and that's all I did. I was like, all right, cool. Nobody can have my name now. That's You're all. Squatter. Yep. You're a Stadia squatter. <laughs> I'm Nipponichi Zero on every fucking platform. Nipple Cheese, Stadia squatter. Yeah, Nipple Cheese Zero. So I think, you know, rewind the tape a little bit. I think if, if this product launches with. Because we all know those people, CJ. Now you're one of us as far as like video game retail experience. You yeah. know those people who only play Madden, who only play FIFA, who only yeah. play every Call of Duty every year. Man, if you if you launch this system, this console, you know you get the controller, you get your subscription, and you're you're buying those games. You don't have to wait for downloads. You can go to a friend's house and take Madden with you, take FIFA with you. This is that's a bang up proposition day one. But you've already you've already soured that initial launch and you've let those people who were excited about it down. Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be one of those things where if they could really get this whole latent latency issue that I heard that they were having before they kind of went dark on everything and get the whole, you know, controller feeling a little plasticky, just make it feel like a more premium experience. I think people will definitely draw more closer to that, especially for the Madden FIFA. Um, if they can really get 2k and, uh, NBA on there, then that'd be great. But um, that's another good point to the exactly. the two K stable. Exactly. That I mean, people come in and buy that 
I'd say five times a day at the very, very least. And but they're usually like dads or people who don't have a lot of time to play. And when they do play, they don't want to sit on a two hundred hour story. They just want to shoot the shit with their friends. And that's why they pay three hundred dollars for uh, microtransactions. So exactly that too. The three hundred dollar microtransaction. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> hey, I, I give shit on microtransactions, but every time I look up start up an Assassin's Creed game now, I'm like, uh, save time pack. I'm like, twenty bucks. Let's go. <laughs> I'll pay it. <laughs> yep. Give me all the maps. I don't have time to sit here and earn them naturally. CJ, is there anything that's eating up your uh, eating up your pennies in game transaction wise? Uh, right now, it is Call of Duty, but. I kind of feel bad giving them more money when they can't make a proper game. You said some yeah. updates that um, were not too great recently. Well, at least for, on the PC side of things, now that I've recently swapped over, uh, I've like even before the call, I uh, I was sitting in a lobby for maybe thirty minutes looking for a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they later. fixed it. Then they broke it again today. <laughs> lobby simulator. We did that with PUBG <laughs> really back in the is. day. Yeah, that's no. It really, it's almost exactly what it feels like. And no, then that's, that's a feature, man. They just want you sitting in the lobbies and uh, socializing. Well, that's oh, what they say. Destiny is all about. That's what oh, Destiny is. Just log on and hang out and talk to your friends. I'm floating in a ship of the, of the sky. It's waiting. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, and then go into your settings, and my graphics are all the way to 100, and I'm getting like. Three frames a second. I'm like, all right, listen. That, as you should. Wolf. The best yeah. way to play the game as you get gunned down three frames a second. Yeah. Slideshow simulator. It's really what it, oh, it just makes. It just makes everyone else slower, so you can snipe people easier. No, that's if, if what it does. Walk, if this is you walking, and then the next thing you know, you're on the ground dead, and you're like, you don't know what happened. <laughs> Rage. You die. You die three second, three frames per second, like a. Uh, Perfect Dark, when you turn on that combat simulator and you get shot and it takes you 30 seconds to die. And it's more music. I'm trying to answer my own question with the download content thing. I don't think anything's ever eaten my quarters like that. Nothing. Like, I got the Mario Kart 8 DLC on Wii U when that was announced. I'm not really a big... My mentality is usually, okay, if I haven't bought the game, I'll wait for the game of the year to be announced. Like, um, I didn't put it in news, but Mortal Kombat 11 is getting, like, a game of the year edition that has all the shit in it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and a fucking story continuation. That, too. And uh, the fucking okay, Robocop. Hell, yeah. Yeah, that's Robocop. They have Robocop now? Mortal yeah. Kombat. <laughs> with, the original, uh, with the original actor, he's doing the voice. Peter Weber, right? Yeah. Get down. He had the whole thing with the middle finger, remember? He's like stabbing him with them. I love fucking Robocop, man. That was my shit when I was a kid. Robocop is good stuff. It's pretty dark, but it's, it's good. Oh, I watched it the other day. I was like, damn, he's shooting people in the crotch. I was like, I watched this when I was five. I was like, damn. Some of those movies we grew up with, when you look back, it's like... Those, look 1980s are great, man. We, we got around a whole bunch of good shit. That first Ninja Turtles movie is, is dark as hell. Just the yes. whole thing all the way through. Fucking the animated stuff for Don Bluth was the Secret of Nymph. I mean, there was like people dying all over the place. Remember the mouse died and all that stuff? I'm like, damn. I, I went back and watched the other day. I was like, this shit is dark. Fucking Water owl. Down. Down. Yeah, I was like, that or a never ending story with the fucking horse drowning in there. <laughs> oh, God. I'm like, gee, I watched the other day. 
Yeah, I'm like, what? No. <laughs> like, that or what was it? Optimus Prime dying in the original Transformers and <laughs> Nightmare. Fuel. I just remember that. Yeah. My mom made me take that VHS tape back to Blockbuster because they said the the word shit one time. <laughs> oh yeah, they did say shit in the original Transformers. Yeah, animated. they did. Yeah. Really? Yeah, he's like, oh shit! Because oh, when uh, when they re-release it on Blu-ray, it's like, damn, now I don't remember this happening. Yeah. I don't know if that's that's more amazing or CJ having a VHS rental that he remembers is amazing. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, I was I was about it. I'm a nine. I was born in '97. You would have seen uh, probably the decline, the great decline of that era. Yeah, I, I did. Think, um, right when dvds were starting to get out there right before that uh weird video cd stuff that came out before they were, they were trying to get take off a uh, divix i think that's what it's called divix divix discs. Divix, divix discs yeah which had like sure. co- they had like a copyright on there right i think it was the biggest thing that had a copyright you couldn't like uh copy them and it was like a certain amount of times you can play them with some bullshit but what? then like but then all the dvd players after that licensed that divix playback technology like they aped some of the best parts of it we could so go famous. into a, a whole technology podcast. Yeah, I, I still got a Betamax version of Goonie somewhere, so don't don't go back. <laughs> we need to make a backup of that. Honestly, we need to break out that retro tink and record and just make a physical uh, make a a backup copy of that. Seriously, what kind of outputs does the Betamax have? Composite. Uh, I believe so. Yeah, I, I think it pushed composite versus doing coax. So I think that's what gave it the better picture quality. Gotcha. It just only took Sony what twenty years to come up with a format they can win with. Longer than that. It's true. All right, let's do uh, the Summer Game Fest. This is probably some of the biggest news we're going to cover this week. Uh, This is the new... Are we going to call this the Summer Keelys? We already have the the December Keelys. I don't know, man. It's like at the tip of my tongue. Everything's going to be Keely, Keely something. (laughs) He's going to run the industry. Any video game promotion, anything, is going to be, uh, he's going to have his hands in it. As a matter of fact, Jeff Keeley's here now. Come on down, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, the, summer, the Summer Game Fest, this article comes from The Verge. Um, Jeff Keeley announced this is a new industry-wide celebration of video games that will span from May through August. It will bring breaking news, in-game events, and free playable content from companies across the game industry all season long. Jeff Keighley will act as both curator and host for pre- and post-shows in a lineup that includes companies such as Bethesda, Blizzard Entertainment, CD Projekt Red, Electronic Arts, Microsoft, Riot, Uh, Sony. Yeah, that is surprising. When's the last (laughs) time you seen Sony going to anything? Sony is surprising. And (laughs) Square Enix. Uh, They got a new console coming out, man. They want their name everywhere. Sony's like that friend that got sad and didn't. you haven't heard from them in like three months. I, all I know is I got a DualSense controller and nothing to play it to. I'm like the fucking new Google Stadia. I'm trying to watch it connected to something. <laughs> you don't know what it's going to connect to? They just fucking did the update for the Google Stadia controller. You can connect it wirelessly to the PC now. That just popped out yesterday. Well, CJ was bemoaning the controller. Now he can use it as his primary for PC. I have so many controllers already, and Neona will kill me. <laughs> Uh, late spring and summer typically bring about a huge number of announcements because of the COVID-19 pandemic. However, GDC, SXSW, E3, and Gamescom have been restricted to online only or canceled. So this seems to be – Jeff Keighley has been doing that Steam thing 
for like the past six months, he's had like two of those events where you just, hey, here's 14 games you can play right now. And we talked on this podcast about E3 being an online event and maybe those demos being available for everybody. So our streaming is in the streaming technology. So, yep. So, hey, you know, the new Halo Infinite was the example I used. It, we all know it's coming in this uh, this holiday season, but during this thing, it might be on like Project X Cloud or something. That's the way you can jump in and play some multiplayer on Halo Infinite. That'd be that'd be a really cool thing. That seems like probably the perfect time for Stadia, X Cloud, and I guess Sony with their PlayStation now. I'm not too sure what they're doing with that to get in there and probably start pushing a lot of this stuff and say, well, if my demo can run this good, I wonder if the whole game will run this good and potentially actually get some sales going out you're not the only one it's not sure what sony's doing anything so but remember we looked at those numbers one time this is a shit ton more playstation now subscribers than we thought hey i i've been on there for a while i fucking just read up when they dropped the price down to 45 bucks the other day i was like oh let me get another year so just add it on i was like it ended up being like four bucks a month so i was like yeah four dollars a month i'll do it yeah i heard that they uh that they actually were starting to kind of push it a little bit more like Game Pass, where they're actually offering downloads now instead of just streaming yeah. and having that little box. So, I mean, I'm, hopefully they, they go somewhere with it, and that's the case, I'd, I'll probably stick with the PlayStation maybe this go-around. That's That's been the great secret with them, is we don't really know where they're going with that, but that infrastructure's there. They could they could just take off with it and and be right there level with... Uh, with, I think Game Pass right now and, and xCloud have that market share and that mindset. Yeah. Stadia, like like we mentioned with Stadia, it's just non-existent. So Sony can be right there too. This is, uh, yeah, it's too late. Google would have had it if they would have done this earlier, but I think it's just too late. Yeah, I mean, Microsoft's already got that piece of the game or pie that they wanted to get. I, I mean, wonder Stadia, if we'll... Stadia's going to have to pull people outside of that pie, so. True. And that that first party studio they mentioned, they they got to bring that and see what's worth getting on that device. I've got five things sit behind me in that room that can play Madden and FIFA. I don't need I'm, another one. I mean, that first party studio is everything I ever dreamed of. It it's, every studio's made had some hand in making an Assassin's Creed game. So <laughs> that's what it's going to be. Yeah, some form of it might be the Prince of Persia game, the new yeah, Prince of Persia. <laughs> Seven Prince of Persia's. It's like, oh god, I'm buying every Stadia game ever. Most All right, so look for Google. Look for more news coming out on the Summer Game Fest, May through August 2020, an industry-wide celebration of gaming. I think this would, if this goes well, this should be it for E3. Yeah, this is going to go well because Keeley produces. You know, we gave him shit years ago. He can be kind of a cornball, but he produces good shit. Yeah. He really does. He's a great host. He he was what was his E three thing like E three backstage or E three after hours or something like that. Yeah, that was, it was on, it was on uh, YouTube, right? It was, yeah, that was great content. His uh, game awards in December is always great content. Even with the uh, EA, <laughs> the fuck the Oscars guy. Oh, the guy was super drunk. Yeah. Uh, speaking of EA, EA Play is going to be June 11th. Uh, also from Sal Romano at Gamatsu. Electronic Arts has announced EA Play Live 2020, an all-digital version of its annual announcements event. It will stream live via EA.com on June 11th at, for us, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 
EA um, Play Live 2020 promises world premieres, news, and more. Let me uh, let me tell you what it's going to be about. It's going to be uh, celebrities playing Call of Duty, uh, FIFA, yep. Madden. Uh, the world premieres that I want are not anything that I want. <laughs> and the news is not going to be anything that I want. So, problem solved. This is I'm not going to be disappointed. Shame on them. <laughs> not shame on me, shame on them. <laughs> Mirror's Edge remaster. Yeah. <laughs> and then they'll now say uh, Star Wars game is nowhere near ready like they did last time. They're just like, yeah, we're working on this thing. It's called this. We have nothing to show. Here's some assets from Battlefront 3. Here's the bottom of the speeder bike and a fern from the Ewok planet. Yeah, they're doing the they're doing a remake of the PS2 Bombard uh, racing game. <laughs> Super Bombard <laughs> racing. <laughs> uh, May the fourth has come and gone. We should be discussing. Uh, we should have had our annual Star Wars discussion. That's like the only game they never uh, re-released, right? I can't think of any. They never re-released it digitally or nothing. It's like they just threw it in the corner somewhere. Like no bad bad game. How many people can play that? We could we could stream that. I know it's at least two players. I, I don't know. I don't know. I just I, I call Darth Maul. All right, CJ, who are you playing as? Man, it's been so long since I've even touched that game. You Obi? just remember your episode one characters. It's all Phantom Menace people. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm saying Qui Gon. Yeah, okay. I think I think it might have to be Qui Gon. I'm gonna cut you in half with Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> hey, he, he turned into a fucking senator by the end of the, uh, the trilogy. So this is true. That that whole first trilogy is just a redemption arc for. If George he can Darth do it, then anybody can. Be secretly the Darth leader of the universe. Don't oh, forget. Wasn't it? Wasn't it his vote that uh, that granted the emperor emergency powers or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it was him that did it. He he did it all. He was the swing vote. All right, so uh, as press conferences go, there are some that I have to block out everything in my schedule and watch live. And then there are some that I can just keep up with Twitter notifications and be like, oh, okay, that sounds cool. Yeah, that's probably not for me. Oh, okay. So the EA Play event, unless there's absolutely nothing going on that night, will most likely be a Twitter follow for me. The way things are going, there's probably going to be absolutely nothing going on that night. So I think we're all going to be watching, unfortunately. It's going to be a bunch of weed jokes, and I'm just going to be like shaking my head, and I'm like, damn it. I forgot about that. That could be the highlight of the month. Dude, I was thinking, like, June. June's fucking forever. It's a month away already. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, how like did that, that happen? It's like that fucking tweet I retweeted, remember? It's like the <laughs> one with uh, Tina Fey. What a year. a year. Lemon's only been made. <laughs> it's only been made. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, I love uh, 30 Rock, man. I saw it. It's like, ah, I love 30 Rock. What a year. It's only May. <laughs> Speaking. Speaking of shows, um, this also comes from Sal at Gamansu. Uh, Xbox Series X news has been planned for every month of 2020, starting with Inside Xbox Gameplay special tomorrow, May 7th. Uh, they're calling this the Xbox 2020 initiative to deliver updates on the world of Xbox every month in 2020, starting with the recently announced Inside Xbox special tomorrow, which will showcase a first look at next-gen gameplay trailers and sneak peeks from a wide variety of publishing partners and independent developers across the globe and industry. They did note it would not be first-party studios showing stuff off. Uh, yeah, that, we're we're all watching this one, right? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm definitely going to be watching this, at the very least. Was there a time on this one, do you guys see? Uh, oh, fuck, it's 11 p.m. our time. No, 11 a.m. our time, good. Oof. 
I would have been watching it in my dreams. <laughs> That's your nap time? Yeah. Uh, what are we hoping to see? Um, I'm pretty sure. Didn't he come back and clarify that a majority of that stuff was going to be new? I think there was only like one or two stuff that's been premiered on that stage before and it's going to be shown. And then he did clarify, we spoke about earlier, it's Assassin's Creed Valhalla gameplay is the key yeah. with that one. And I thought, I don't know, because remember, they announced a lot of stuff at E3 that they have uh, marketing deals with, which, you know, like Tales of Arise and Elden Ring from Namco. I mean, I'm, maybe we'll see one of those. I mean, we haven't seen anything from Elden Ring in a while. So, I mean, Tales of Arise comes out later this year. I don't know if we'll see anything from them. Tales later. of Arise is at the top of the Famitsu charts every time they do, like, most wanted game. It's always at the top. My most wanted game of the, of the century. Tales of Arise? <laughs> yeah. Decade. What was that? Uh, you found a tweet about rumors. Cesar might be leaving us briefly. Uh, Perfect Dark. That'd be first party, though, so I doubt we'd see that right off the rip. Uh, Xbox clarified they said our goal remains to launch Xbox Series X and Halo Infinite this holiday. All 15 Xbox Game Studios teams are hard at work on next gen games. The best development teams from around the world, blah blah blah. For PC players, we plan to support blah blah blah. I'm trying to get trying to get to the meat. <laughs> We're expanding Project xCloud into new countries and on new devices, and later this year, Project xCloud and Game Pass will come together, enabling you and your friends to play together in more ways, which is a good thing. Have you tried... Uh, we've all done the xCloud experiment. Have you tried it out, CJ? So I joined the uh, the little insider thing that you're, that you're supposed to do, but unfortunately, I, I think it just uh, passed me up. But I did play, I think it was like Halo ODST on um, on one of my friend's phones, and I gotta say, I'm I'm thoroughly thoroughly impressed with with how well it was uh, running on a little on a little iPhone. But right. I mean, if they can keep that up and they can keep pushing it, and keep supplying more games and more and more and more, just give me more. That's all. That's my only thing with it. Yeah, <laughs> we already we already have too many games to play now as it is. Exactly. I don't have time. Yeah, I got. Uh, yeah, I don't know what. I don't even think if I was rich and had all the time in the world, I still don't have time to play all the games I got. I just have to call Yahtzee at this point. That too. The thing about this is I'm going to probably, I mean, if this starts getting pushed a lot harder, the Switch is staying at home, and I'm just going to take my phone and the Xbox controller everywhere I go, and there you go, you know? And and that's already beat Stadia right out of the gate because you have Halo and you have Forza and Gears Mm -hmm. and everything else in their stable, Flight Simulator. CJ, go ahead. Is you also already have a controller at home if you have an Xbox controller, and your iPhones, your TV. Um, CJ, go ahead and sign up for that iOS one, like after the show, because mm-hmm. people are getting accepted in like four hours, so they'll probably roll it out to you pretty quick. Yeah. Okay. I was impressed. All right, hmm. so look forward to that. We'll go over that news next week, whenever uh, whatever comes out from that show. Uh, which I'm sure is going to be exciting because right now the um, Microsoft controls the narrative on um, next gen right now. So, and people are eating it up. They have that mind share. We'll see what they do with it tomorrow. Uh, Cesar, you want to do this uh, THQ Nordic padding their portfolio? Uh, absolutely not, because it's the dumbest thing I've ever read in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, essentially what it is is that THQ Nordic, uh, which used to be, their parent company used to be called THQ Nordic, but then they decided, like, no, they're going to go by the Embracer Group. The Embracer. And 
have uh, their sub company THQ Nordic, and then another sub company called Coach Media, which they purchased a couple years back, and they're just switching IPs around. That's all. That's all that happened. So kind of like uh, some bastardized version of a free agency trade. Um, Red Rover, Red Rover. Uh, they decided to send over. Coach Media sent over Risen, Rush for Berlin, Sacred, Second Sight, and Single Squared Up Your Life to uh, THQ Nordic. And then THQ Nordic sent over Painkiller and Red Faction over to Coach Media. And I saw the tweet on Twitter from the THQ Nordic when he put it on there, and they used the fucking original Game Boys and the link cable. Yes. Uh, so. That was an uh, awesome tweet. It looked like uh, <laughs> trading Pokemon across the thing. <laughs> and then they wish each other luck. They wish themselves luck. It's the dumbest thing I've ever read in my life. Outside of that, the only thing that's interesting out of all of it is uh, I've always been a big fan of Painkiller. Uh, I don't know who they have over there that can actually make that game. But uh, Volition now has a chance to get the Red Faction back. So, yep. plus. And uh, yeah. Second Sight. Maybe we see Second Sight published on something. That yeah, was kind of a cold hit. Didn't they buy uh, Dan Buster? They did buy Dan Buster, but where's Dan Buster at? Is it on the THQ side or the coach side? Because it wasn't second side a free radical game. Yes. So I mean, they had that studio that did it. So I just don't know uh, where that IP went to. Is it free radical? Or are we thinking about? I always get those two confused. They came out like at the same time. It was second sight, and there was one other one. I'm looking it up now. We need clarity. Remember, we don't. We're organic. We do our corrections uh, immediately on air. We don't have people that they're bitch at us about being wrong. Live corrections, so we're never wrong. Okay, second sight is the free radical one. Yeah. What am I thinking of? Psyops from that same generation. Mm, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Psyops the line. Yep. <laughs> Free Radical Design and published by Codemasters for GameCube, PS2, Xbox, and Windows. But I don't know where Dan Buster went to. I don't know if Dan Buster is is, is Dan Buster. Look up Dan Buster. Are they are they part of a Kosh or are they part of a THQ Nordic? Because this may work out. That means it may go back to the original studio. Mm, looks like Deep Silver Dan Buster. Yeah, but who owns Deep Silver? I think it the might studio be studio was set up by Deep Silver. Crytek UK. Parent says Deep Silver. Who owns them? Yeah, click on Deep Silver. I think I think it's all part of that group because they went in there and they bought them when uh, Crytek yeah. was going under. Koch Media. So yeah, so they can get the original IP for that back. Cool. I wonder if that's what their line of thinking is. That works for me. We need Second Sight back out there. We need a third site, fourth site. We need good third-party <laughs> games. Third eye blind. Oh, what? yeah, the whole uh, the whole games is you you uh, playing the music video to jump <laughs> with a guitar with the plastic guitar. All right, I'm actually excited about this one because I wanted an Oculus just for this game at one point, but um, Jamatsu, oh. Gematsu again. Go ahead. Oh, how the mighty have fallen that we got in this, and then we also got in, uh, the good Walking Dead game on VR. And I'm sitting there like, all we need now is Half-Life Alex and then PSVR all the way. PlayStation, PlayStation is just quietly racking up these like VR exclusives from other places. So the one we're referring to, of course, is uh, Vader Immortal, a Star Wars VR series, which first launched for Oculus headsets in May 2019. Uh, is coming to PlayStation VR simultaneously this summer. It looks like they had to wait like three months in between theirs. We only have to we get them all at one time. Yeah, right you know. before all this uh, this Corona stuff started, 
we actually had a guy come into GameStop and trade in like three hundred dollars worth of stuff just to get a VR console because they heard that this is coming to VR. They were nice. that excited about it. So nice. I'm I'm excited for it. I might actually get one and another PlayStation for this because I unfortunately preemptively sold mine. But um, I mean, it, it's cool. I've I've actually seen it be played. I haven't played it myself, but yeah. I'm always down for some cool Star Wars shit. Especially in VR. I th- they kind of painted this as a killer app, and I don't think it actually landed as such, but it's still a it's still a solid VR experience. Yeah. And the more platforms it's on, there's a, there's a lot more PlayStation VR headsets out there than uh, I think even Sony remembers sometimes. But then we get announcements like this, and like it's like, here's your support. Here's the stuff for it. So that's a good thing. And uh, I don't have that Walking Dead article pulled up, Cesar, but there is a good uh, Walking Dead VR coming. Yeah, well, they shadow dropped it, I think, uh, yesterday. Uh, it's It was at a... I can't remember what store had it originally. It was exclusive to somebody. I can't remember if it was Oculus or the Vive or whatever. But yeah, this one... Saints uh, and this Sinners. One, yeah, this one actually was highly reviewed uh, very well. And, I mean, there was no mention of this ever coming out to VR. Just It just showed up. 40 bucks, bam, it's on the store. Shadow awesome. dropped. It was not even discussed coming out, so... It's one of the, this looks they, good. Yeah, they said this is a very, very good uh, first-person uh, shooter rest type game. And that is Walking Dead Saints and Sinners? Saints yep. and yes. Sinners? Saints yeah. and Sinners. Hmm. I might get a PlayStation a lot sooner than I thought. You might, I, mean, I don't know, CJ. You might as well just wait till the next gym, man. That's so what close. I keep telling myself. But it's just like, man, you're you know so, you're right. You're yeah. so close, and I'm pretty sure most of that stuff's gonna be backwards compatible. I mean, yeah. I, you, you just, just got a, you just got a PC, man. I, if I were you, I'd stretch out what you got for now and just make it until then. Yeah, it's literally was what I was about to say, dude. You just built a rig, man. Roll on that rig and and ride that until next gen console consoles, and then you can then you can look back proper. Yeah, I think because I've already started to stack up a couple of the uh, PlayStation Four stuff. I want to kind of double back on. Um, like I have a copy of uh, Persona 5 Royal, which is such a good game, such a good game. And uh, um, but I'm actually probably going to be borrowing a PS4 Pro for Last of Us and all these other uh, Ghost of Tsushima. That's other one that I'm probably gotcha. going to roll on. Uh, which I give Sony a lot of shit, but I mean we all know deep down that's the reason why they haven't really done much in the next gen. They're still trying to finish out this one, so yeah. You're muffled for some reason. Yeah. Uh, what was that again? Because that, uh, I give Sony a lot of shit, but uh, it's part because uh, they're just finishing out this gen versus getting ready for the next one. So. Yeah. Finishing out strong, too. The only thing about Ghost of Tsushima is they didn't talk about it for the longest time. So me being the dumbass I am ended up getting Sekiro, thinking that that was the game that they were talking about. And upon the first boss was sorely mistaken. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is from software. I'm I'm not I'm not doing this to myself. This is not the game I was promised. <laughs> just not it. Yeah, because I remember we, we all heard that conversation from uh, Sean Layden, uh, the mighty, mighty Sean Layden, uh, that Sony was going to step back from doing all those uh, announcements and let everything roll out the way it was supposed to. So that's why they were very quiet on everything because it's like they, they announced a whole bunch of shit but no dates. And people were giving them hell. And they got quiet, and now everybody's getting held because they're too quiet. So, 
because you know because you kind of see where Microsoft kind of picked up the baton that Sony did, where they got a lot of uh, third-party support and do their marketing deals, and they kind of like saw like a lot of the good stuff they did, and they're rolling with it, and getting people excited. So, damned if you do, and damned if you don't. I mean, personally, I think that's kind of where Microsoft shines, though, is when they're in the spotlight. That way, they get feedback and they can adjust ac- accordingly. Because I think that's that's kind of what they were having an issue with when the when they first launched the Xbox One. It was kind of being branded as more of a media console, and they got the backlash from that real quick, and they also adjusted real quick. They were cocky. Um, this industry we have, even though there's fanboys, and we're not fanboys on the show, so you'll never get that stuff from us. We mm-hmm. we have our preferences, but we're not going out there and taking bullets for a, a plastic video game console. Yeah. But these these swings of generations where somebody goes in cocky and gets their asses handed to them and they have to they have to scramble and come up with new marketing and change their strategy and yeah. all that all that growth and it just builds upon each other and we we benefit from that from them duking it out with each other yeah, yeah. So. absolutely I, I think this generation coming up i don't think we're going to have any companies going to be cocky like that i mean i know sony's kind of quiet right now but i don't think they're going to make that same mistake twice no this won't be ps3 sony is what the one we're referring to everybody keeps thinking it's uh cocky Sony that's happening right now that's why they're so quiet i don't i don't think so i just think they're uh-huh. just they're gonna come up with their uh dot their eyes and cross their t's they don't want to sit there and promise shit and something doesn't come through because i mean they they set expectations are like they're not gonna be able to meet demand in the fall you know what i mean they're not they've they kind of put what they can out there and i think they only what well, they only released the controller because somebody was gonna they were afraid somebody was gonna leak it early that's the only reason why that's why the marketing's been all over the place because i think the original the original plan was they were going to do everything together console controller games but uh, you know, you know how stuff is. People leak shit out now. That's like the biggest thing on the internet. So, anyone who thinks this is cocky Sony does not remember that E3 leading up to PS3 and the delays and the overpromises and all that stuff. They do not oh. remember that. This is remotely not that at all. Yeah, and they said they're all oh, they'll wait a year to buy the PS3. We don't care. Microsoft's coming early. They'll pay that extra yeah. money. They'll get they'll get a second job. They get they'll pay. get a second job to afford <laughs> PS3. Yeah. Nah. So, that's a negative. Same thing like with Microsoft. Like, yeah, you, you need the internet to play these games. It's going to be CD key on there. They just assume people are just going to eat it up. And like, yeah, you can't do that, buddy. You got to listen to your listen to your base. So like this Microsoft listening to their base. And I, my I don't favorite. Think, Go ahead. I don't think Sony's going to fuck it up either. So outside of the my, people who are upset about the uh, somebody censoring their uh, porno games. <laughs> <laughs> the best line from that Xbox One introduction for me was, uh, you know, when they were saying it's going to be online all the time. It's going to check daily. Make sure you're online. They said for offline gamers, we have a product for them. It's called Xbox 360. That's my fucking favorite. <laughs> <laughs> that one will never die. Yeah, because that was there was a lot of people in the military. Like they were like, "Holy shit, I'm on the ship for six months," and it's like, "What do you expect me to do?" You know, like they were dedicated Xbox fans. You know, like and you're sitting there telling me like, "Oh, I mean, you don't have internet access because you're you're deployed." Too bad, too sad. You know, we have a product for you. It's the same thing you've been playing on for the past seven years. Congratulations! Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for probably, serving our country. Probably why PlayStation 4 outsold them almost like, what was it, like 5 to 1 oh, yeah. for the first, what, year? Oh, they, they, sh- they shit the bed, and then remember that Xbox One came with the camera. And uh, someone came right out and said, no camera, $100 less, and then it just skyrocketed. Yep. Blood in the water. I mean, they made it easy for them. So. Microsoft quit reporting like, 
Um, CJ, you may be on some episodes where we talk about MPD sales. We talk about the monthly sales and consoles and what game was top and top 10 Switch games and just all this kind of shit. And Microsoft quit reporting Xbox One console sales like a year or two in, I think it was. Like we haven't gotten an update, official update on sell-through on Xbox Ones in Mm -hmm. four years, I think. No, they just do uh, subscriptions. They went to, I mean, they went, believe it or not, they went to the whole Microsoft method. They finally went over there where they just, I mean, Microsoft doesn't give a shit how, about how many PCs are sold. They just care about how many people are using their license and yep. paying a constant subscription fee. That's what they decided to do with the Xbox also. So It's working. I, we didn't put it in news. It was like 10 million Game Pass subscribers, I think it is. Yeah, they jumped up a lot yeah. during the whole pandemic. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, even when people are buying stuff at GameStop, they're like, hey, I want to buy Doom for Xbox. I'm like, trust me. Here's a Game Pass card. You'll get Doom and thousands of other hours played on some random game yeah you don't you can just try it out download it play it if you don't like it delete it you're not out 60 bucks or get a fucking 20 percent off discount when it does leave yep digitally there's no telling how much money they make off of that you just fire up your xbox a week after it left and you're like oh god i gotta finish my save of doom which is leaving may 15th i believe specifically on your example cj yeah I did want to backtrack before we finish these last two stories. Um, we were talking about leaks earlier, and we, we talked last week about that Naughty Dog leak with the Last of Us 2 story information and stuff. Mm-hmm. It, it's it been clarified since then that it was not a disgruntled employee. It was it was somebody else. So I did want to note that for... Uh, oh, it was, yeah, it was another one of the infamous uh, Sony hacks. I read the whole story around that one. I know you read it too about... They were using the same password on the servers from the original Uncharted, and somebody just yeah. found a way to get around it. geniuses man update your passwords man it was a server password from code from an old game and they just grabbed it and got on the same server it's crazy and i think the original i think the guy who originally found it said he warned naughty dog and then somebody else who knew about it too just went to town and just went and grabbed whatever was on there so just for the hell of it that sucks all right, uh, EVO Championship, the fighting game Evolution Championship Series has canceled EVO 2020 due to concerns regarding COVID. So this is just the latest of of these cancellations. Still not safe for mass amounts of people to be together. Um, that was supposed to be July 31st through August 2nd in Mandalay Bay Resort in Las Vegas. I am not a fighting game fan, but I do enjoy watching competitive fighting games. Um, EVO, I always tune into a couple games of EVO every year, so that's... It's upsetting. Well, Cesar was amused by something. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm sending it to you down the tweet. <laughs> There's a video I had to look for, and then I found this. Oh, God. <laughs> Do you want to play it for us? No, I, it's not a video. Just look at the tweet. It's just an image. Uh, Bleach. The year is 2020. Evo is now entirely online. It's our time now. Bleach Dark Souls. Is that the one we had? Is that the treasure yeah, game? Yeah, with a Nintendo Wi-Fi connection. <laughs> That's why I'm laughing. Now's our time. <laughs> Dude, this was such a fucking good game here, CJ. We, Cesar and I imported this years ago. Yeah. This is made by Treasure, and it was a good-ass fighting game. God, it was so much fun. The thing I hate about that is when you find the, that really obscure fighting game from <laughs> XYZ, and you end up playing it for... Probably dozens of more hours than you really should be putting into Bleach Dark Souls. Yeah. Man, but, I mean, guy. 
Right, and it just had it had beautiful sprites and attacks, and like the Bankai would take up the whole screen. And it just it was gorgeous, and it was import friendly. And we played a lot of ad hoc. We didn't do a lot of mm-hmm. Wi-Fi then. This is the one I wanted to send you. I saw this uh, trending on Twitter because they were talking about uh, like you said on that article, evil online, uh, evil's canceled, so they're going online. So yeah. Somebody posted this video about uh, the online experience for Evil 2020. Right? Oh, the lag. <laughs> this might actually be okay like, for like, audio. why are you lagging? <laughs> That's Call of Duty right now, as a matter of fact. Yeah. You lagging. You lagging. You lagging. <laughs> That's pretty oh. good. Oh. God bless Twitter and the internet. That's pretty good. Somebody took. <laughs> <laughs> they took time to do God's work and present us with the uh, the lag-filled Evo demonstration. Even with the, the leg straight up on that corner. <laughs> <It's like how laughs> that's actually, uh, that's Caleb <laughs> City. You guys should actually subscribe to him. He's actually, he actually does a lot of yeah. pretty cool like anime okay. and game stuff that, like that. that. There's more to that video. That was a shortened version because there's one where he was like, uh, he's trying to jump in a bed. He lands on the floor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he tries to go through the door. The door closes on him. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's like playing a Resident Evil game. Yeah, it's like nonstop. It's like his whole life is lag. He's just going through it. He's open the door, walks through it, and the door closes, and he's just like, "What?" <laughs> Who is that again? So we can have it on air. Uh, Caleb City on YouTube. Very so, cool. Yeah. But, All I right, mean, CJ, your time to shine. Yep. Last bit of man. news. This is what. Last bit of news, on. and then we're taking a break. This is what I, I want signed to up for. Around to Evo real quick. Um, I don't know if anybody has played Smash, which is kind of my main thing going into Evo this year. Because I'm a huge, huge, huge Smash guy. Uh, Smash Online is, might be the worst online experience I have ever had oh, <laughs> in my entire life. It's it's nothing but lag. I have so many people blocked because the system that they use is just constant, I mean, constant, constant lag. For you so, to use that properly, you have to have a LAN connection, and they also have to have a LAN connection on their end. It's like yeah. that's the only proper way to use it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But so hopefully that that works out, for, but more than likely won't. Did that but, uh, other, speaking of Smash, did that other GameCube controller I gave you, did it work okay? Yeah, it worked perfectly fine. I actually put, I put it through its paces many, many hours in, and uh, I'm actually going back through the world of light right now with it. But uh, onto id Software and Mick Gordon. Huh. Almost brings me to tears. What happened? Because he's a hell of a composer. Yes, yes. I don't know if you, you guys are... Or uh, Mick Gordon fans like I am, I actually have them on some of my workout soundtracks. Okay. And uh, so, uh, Doom Eternal developer at ID Software is no longer working with composer Mick Gordon on the planned DLC for the game Doom Eternal. After a rift formed over the release of the game's official soundtrack or OST, executive producer Marty Stratton, in an open letter posted on Reddit, which (laughs) (laughs) where all news comes from, (laughs) yeah. Uh, revealed the developer side of what happened with Doom Eternal's soundtrack, which had Gordon saying that he would doubt we'll work together again (laughs) when he was asked on social media about his future. Mm -hmm. Uh, Stratton claimed that its software's relationship with Gordon has been complicated, but the challenges have never been up creative differences. Talent aside, we have struggled to connect on some of the more production-related realities of development while communication around those issues have eroded the trust stratton wrote as for the immediate future we are at the point of moving on and won't be working with mick on the dlc we currently have in production 
and the controversy revol- revolves around the official soundtrack, which was to be released as a part of Doom Eternal's Collector's Edition. So here's the here's the meat of it coming up. This part right here. Yeah. Uh, Stratton said an, an agreement was reached between the developer and Gordon in January this year for at least 12 tracks, similar to the Doom OST. By early March, Gordon requested an extension, eventually settling on a mid-April delivery date, but that meant the OST will not be available within the launch of the Collector's Edition. When April rolled in, Stratton was asked if... Uh, Stratton, when April rolled in, Stratton asked id Software's lead audio designer, Chad Mossholder, to start holding on his own tracks with the pre-mixed and pre-compressed music Gordon submitted for use in the game as a backup plan. Due to unspecified issues that led to further delays, Stratton said that Gordon suggested for his work to be combined with Mossholder's to fill out <laughs> the Eternal OST, which was released on April 19th to players who purchased that collector's edition. I'm sorry, but, man. I don't mean to cut you off. Chad Mossholder is definitely an NPC in Skyrim or uh, Oblivion. <laughs> <laughs> Please go see man. Chad Mossholder. He's finally the NPCs added to uh, Fallout 76. Yes. <laughs> now with NPCs. I saw that uh, tagline. I was like, what the fuck? So uh, Gordon, meanwhile, distanced himself from what happened with the OST, which Stratton led to an unnecessary speculation and judgment. Uh, it remains unclear if its software and Gordon will be able to patch things up ahead of a third installment of, in the rebooted Doom series, but fans of the franchise surely hope that the composer will return, as do I. So it sounds like he is the cause of the issue. Well, so from... To me. To me, from all the stuff that I've read up on it, which was not only this article, but I think a couple other things on Reddit... Yes, they did have the agreement. Of course, people want their want their OST in time, but uh, I don't know if people have played Doom and Doom Eternal. Uh, getting that, getting that, that baseline, and and hitting it right on every single note and every single level. I can't assume it would be particularly easy to do, um, and uh, having each level have its own atmosphere, which includes that whole soundtrack i remember he's just doing 12 tracks he's not doing yeah, the whole score yeah 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 he it, it is just 12 tracks i'm i'm not too sure what the issue was for him here uh but i don't know i, I read yeah. the reddit i think you you read too on C, uh, cj as well and yeah. he was very in my opinion respectful because uh, yeah. he did he did say that his music was part of the doom series and the reboot and everything on there and he he did give up the fact that they gave him complete uh creative control and I think a lot of that is what they could see was they disagreed on the the timeline. I, I guess what he was insinuating was some of the pressures of trying to do a follow up to that original exactly. soundtrack was what was slowing it down. That he yeah. needed more time, but that he was explaining to him like, "Hey, we had to get this game in this deadline. You agreed to this deadline," and it was like a it was a fine line between uh, giving creative control and also exercising any uh, business responsibility. And so uh, exactly. I, I think they said that Chad character was uh, did a lot of the mixing for him in the background. And I think there's some disagree- <laughs> there was some di- disagreements about, yeah, disagreements about you know the credit given. So one was saying that you know Chad Mossholder had a lot more credit <laughs> given in than the the credits, uh, and, and he he reiterated back like no he didn't you know they they gave him like the bare minimum that they could. I mean he didn't compose the tracks he didn't mix it though so you know it's it's yeah. a it, most of it's just creativity that's all it is it's a lot of it's just creativity and right. 
And this happens. I think didn't this happen with uh, the composer from Bungie when they went to uh, Destiny? Marty. That was that was even nastier. Marty yeah. O'Donnell. That had like stock yeah. holdings and stuff roped up in it. Because I mean, he was part of that whole thing on there, and then they had some creative differences on that one, you know. So it's it happens from time to time. And he wrote that whole score for Destiny. He wrote the whole entire score, mm-hmm. and they had fired him by the time the game came out. Mm-hmm. And I and I understand it. I mean, you know, especially if you come up with something as great as Doom, and I'm not saying that the Doom Eternal one's any less great. The soundtrack's good, not good on there. Even mm-hmm. a lot of people shit on that game on the internet. But um, I but I can see the whole ramifications of trying to one up yourself and do better and yeah and, you know. did that game get delayed wasn't it delayed for a while did the, i wonder if that was incorporated in his contract yeah i think according to the reddit i think they said they gave him to like a, they needed to by january to make that march release and i think they even i think he missed a deadline in january and they're like all right give us what you got yeah and, you know, and we'll work with that and then we'll worry about the rest later you know and and they, he had a lot more help from uh, internally in that studio for the mixing than uh, original. Yeah. I think that was just a, so they can hit the deadline. Right. So I think it it just it just boiled down to creativity who got uh, who got credit and there was an argument about somebody somebody got more credit than they should have and not quite just, his vision either of what right. the score should have been. Yeah. So. I mean, all around, I think it's just a uh, pretty unfortunate circumstance on both sides. I mean, I definitely understand the business side of things. You have. Once again, stockholders and shareholders that you probably need to answer to. But, yeah. I mean, if you want the game to be as uh, culturally successful as the first one was, then I, th- I think it he probably felt the pressure on top of all that to get it done right. Maybe we'll straighten it out after this. You know, maybe they gave him too short of an end on the on the front end. Yeah. And they'll say, hey, we're going ahead with this third game. Go ahead and kick some things around so we don't run into this again. I think that's what will happen because, I mean, to me personally, they're, I mean, that's that's like having Star Wars without uh, John Williams. You know, I mean, yeah. that, it, pretty good analogy. You know, I mean, it's it, he is a part of Doom 100% in my eyes personally because right. I, I, I never played the old Doom games and I would never was a big fan until 2016 came out. And I was like, this is the shit I've been missing for the past. Game. Yeah, <laughs> this is what I've been missing. So, but man, I mean, I really hope that they work it out. I'm pretty sure exactly what you said, Richard, is what's going to happen here. But I mean, I remember that build up to that first, that Doom 2016. People were, people were hyped about multiplayer. Cesar had this coworker that was trying <laughs> to talk both of us into it. The single player, dude, they didn't even send out review copies of that single player game. So people were hyped on like this is a big, a big multiplayer beta, and they were telling us it played like Halo. Yep. I was like, sure, yep. I'll try this out. I'll try out the multiplayer, and then the single player just knocked everybody down. Yeah, I mean, it's it was my game of the year, 2016. So I mean, I mean, we're we're gonna find out because at this point they're not working with him on the DLC, so they got somebody else. So this is gonna be the test. They already confirmed that he has no part in the music for the DLC. Yeah. Yeah. So, whether or not he'll work on the third one will be remaining to see how well this uh, new partnership with whoever's doing the music for the DLC now. <laughs> it's probably uh, going to go great, but uh, Chad Mossholder, <laughs> the apothecary. Probably, yeah, I mean, I, I really think business side of things it's going to go great, but uh, as far as um, reception from fans, I don't think it's going to hold up. Yeah, I feel bad for that Chad guy because they said, uh, you know, people were giving him death threats. They were. What? Like, that's that's why they had to. That's why they had to respond with the Reddit because the guy's like originally, hey, 
I don't respond to stuff like this because it's all on the back end. He's like, I, he had to step in and say something because people were coming after this Chad guy. And he's like, he was just doing his job. He's not even trying to do it for the recognition, you know. He just and people were giving him like trying to take him out and who's this guy and who's it's he the internet man. They turn on Bethesda like, get him. Oh god, they hate Todd Howard. I mean, that's yeah. every time I see him on there, it's like they just they shit on him. After Fallout seventy six, it's like they were loving him before Fallout seventy six. After that, everybody just everything he touches turns to shit now. Yeah, I now mean, Fallout seventy six has NPCs now. <laughs> Like Chad Mosholder. <laughs> I think that whole Fallout 76 thing would probably just put a really sour taste in everybody's mouth. And then I don't I don't even know if you guys even remember it happening, but uh, was it Rage 2? Uh, that that was just a game that came out and nobody really got into. Honestly, it made me go back and play Doom 2016 because it, it was just a worse version of that. Spencer really got into it a little bit. I was meaning to get a. I think I ended up getting a copy for us to try some co-op. I don't. There was no virtually no story. It was just uh, the yeah. gameplay mechanics that made it great. But after ten hours of the same thing over and over again, it just got boring. I don't think I ever finished it. But they did clean it up a lot. So I, I from what I, the last time I talked to a co-worker at my job, uh, he played it on. Um, it had to be on Game Pass because he doesn't normally buy games. He does everything usually through Game Pass. Um, oh, gotcha. I think he said he went through with after all the the patches and fixes on there. He said he enjoyed it quite a lot. So and I was like, oh, I might have to go back and check it out. So maybe he said maybe. he was pleasantly surprised on uh, how much he liked it because he heard bad things about it. So all right, gentlemen, that's all for news. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break. I know I have to. <laughs> we'll take a break and then we'll come back and do games played and wrap up this episode. Cool. And then on to the next episode. And we're back. We're going to wrap up with uh, games played. And I think we're going to start with Cesar. Oh, God, I wasn't and prepared for this. We, we did discuss this beforehand, <laughs> so there's there's no telling how this oh, is going to go. Let me get my thoughts together. Hold on. Ugh. Ugh. Well, my, my crystal ball tells me that I'll go after that. And then uh, it also says that not only will we find out what CJ's been playing, but uh, for the audience to kind of get to know him, some of his all-time favorite games. Excluding the his top 500 titles from last generation, that he... we uh we had a long uh, pre post production uh, conversation here about him whittling down his uh, 10,000 top games. Yeah, we heard we heard uh, when we heard 5,000 through 9,999. It was it didn't make the cut. It wasn't good content. I was like, the number just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, I was like, CJ, I don't know if anybody's going to enjoy uh, Wacky Racers on, on uh, number 299 on your list. Uh, <laughs> And then, and then when you said uh, V Rally Racers nineteen, we thought we already determined there was just four of them. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's no, a bit they, of a actually, they actually went to uh, a year system, and then they went back to the number system. So ah, yeah. makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Speaking of which, you brought that up. What the fuck is Madden gonna do in in twenty twenty five? There's already been a Madden twenty five. Remember they did that. Uh, yeah. Oh, with Madden on the cover. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it's going <laughs> to be. They put it back on there. That one's just going to be John Madden football. I mean, yeah, at that point, just you got to do the reboot and just bring it back from like the PC days when it's just John Madden and just him on the cover. He's getting kind of old. Does EA try to arrange, you know? Nope. You get, just bring Getting uh, rid of John Madden and then you have a, like a memorial edition for that you year. Get, you get a. <laughs> You go, you, you lock down uh, Frank Caliendo and just keep paying him money to impersonate John Madden throughout the year. So, 
He was a good man. He was yeah. not bad. I mean, I, yeah, just get Frank Col- Colliendo. Frank Colliendo's uh, NFL football 2025. There we go. I mean, we got a Doug Flutie one that I'm waiting to drop $10 so I can experience. It's going to get there. No I also progress. have that. Do what? <laughs> no forward progress. <laughs> no. <laughs> If you get to the if you get to the forty and get knocked back, they count it wherever you get knocked back. That gotta love that Flutie. Uh, is that what, what he experienced when he played quarterback back in the day? <laughs> is that why? Like, he's is like, that... Oh, I, I need that option in the game. I, these motherfuckers are gonna know. This is a no real simulation, progress. damn it. This isn't one of those arcade games. I remember we ran a ball all the way down there, and went down to the one yard line, and bam, we're back to the fifty. <laughs> no forward progress. Fucking Doug Flutie. <laughs> But yeah, um, yeah, I guess I guess I'll go ahead and go. I mean, my my list uh, this week is uh, pretty short. Uh, I went ahead and closed up uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, I might be my game of the year, maybe. It's still uh, still only May. Yeah, as, uh, we talked about in the tweet early, but uh, <laughs> uh. It's uh, it's up there, man. I enjoy the I enjoy the shit out of it. I just wish there's more I can talk about it. I don't want to give anything away. Um, the ending is fucking bonkers. Uh, at some point, it's a very different beast than the original Final Fantasy VII, and I won't throw out any uh, spoilers. But then you start to see people perishing in that game that never perished in the original one, and you're like, what the fuck is going on? Um, it, it, it gets wacky, but then they kind of clean it up towards the end, and then it. It's one of those ones where they do like um, it is a remake of seven, but they do like a soft reboot, where they it's like it's like a soft reboot where they do it up in there where they change it up. It's it's right. I don't know, you have to play it and experience it because it's it's seven, but it's not it's going to be a little bit different than what we're used to. Sounds gotcha. like the perfect storm of uh, things to bring people back. Um, I think or piss uh, them off. Yeah. <laughs> Between me and you, I think people who this is mostly for people who played seven because I think if you never played seven before, that's cool. But I think since we played it before, we will see the glaring differences and we're like, oh, like a kind of like a what those uh when I was a kid, I used to read those what if comic books. Like you know, what if Spider Man wasn't had Doctor Strange's powers? You know, like this is kind of like a little bit of that mixed in there. Gotcha. So, <laughs> so the ending was as crazy as uh, oh, the I've ending handed out. Nothing like the original game. It, it's no, uh, and they kind of like some stuff happened in there now. Like they can totally go in a different direction now. Like they, wow. they can go where they want with the story. Like none of that stuff from the previous stuff can be canon. So now this is for those for those people who are listening and don't know. This is one of those things where it's going to be split up into three different games. Isn't that right? Or well, they then they confirmed. They never confirmed uh, how many there's going to be. Uh, they had the was it the Ultimate Edition just came out. Those uh, Ultima Ultimanias or whatever that just came out in Japan, where they kind of always do that with every Final Fantasy. And all that all that was said is he said uh, he went straight Xenogears on this one. He said this was Episode Five, and I'm like, oh god, this is Xenogears all over again because I remember being Xenogears and it said Episode Five at the end of that one. I'm like, so we have no idea what's going on with the storyline. So this is apparently in the middle of the series. Um, the next one is episode six, um, and they are in the planning stages. They haven't even started yet. I was under the pressure they started, but they haven't even started yet. So uh, it's probably gonna be a while, another uh, year or two before we get the sixth one or the next one. So they say he, they, he did come out and say he 
they don't know how many they're going to do. So, but they said they're going to tell that story at seven. But that that fucking game is bonkers story wise, man. It's they it threw in some crisis core stuff in there. Uh, and they kind of switched some of the it it, it changed it changed a lot, man. It changed. I can't really go into details. It changed a fucking lot. It's it goes places, huh? It's um it's different, man. I'm really excited for you to play it and experience that and get your input on there. Uh, it's gonna blow your mind a little bit when it because the ending is bonkers. <laughs> Um, I'll, I'll do. I'll do say that it does have all the crazy uh, mini game spirit from the original Final Fantasy VII in that game. I mentioned that before. Uh, it, it kept that throughout. Um, it's a well done game. It really is. I mean, it does suffer some pacing issues, and I mentioned that last week. Uh, there's some slogs in the story where they kind of feel like you could tell it's padding. Where they uh, where they can do the mercenary like there. Uh, there's some mercenary bits where you do like these side quests. But you can totally skip them. It's not necessary. So it's like you could just go through and power through the story if you want. I think my playthrough, I was I finished up with like 36 hours. I've seen some people play playthroughs finish out in 20 hours. Okay. So it, it just it depends on how you want mm. to play. Um. Uh. And the difficulty of the final boss, even on normal, was um. There were some times where I died. and I'm like, how? I had to stop this. <laughs> and like, and it's like, how? How am I supposed to win this? It's like. So I mean, there there is a strategy to everything. Um, I haven't started my hard mode playthrough yet because a hard mode one is that's gonna be bonkers because that one you can't use items and you can't um, can't refill your magic unless you sit on the a bench the hill. We talked about that last week. That sounds crazy. So your your go to stuff is uh, use materia in there that uh, naturally uh, heals. Like there's a prayer and chakra, like prayer from Aerith and all that that does healing. Okay. Uh, that doesn't use any MP. That just is a, a considered ability that uses your uh, your ATB bar. Uh, so those are your go-to ones. But you have to move it up enough levels on that material to get it to max out to get to restore a, a good bit of your life. Because if you don't, it's going to only restore a small percentage. So there's a small room for error. So like once you beat the game, it, uh, it unlocks. There's not a new game plus. It uh, gives you the option to do like a chapter select. So you can go back to your previous chapters, and then you can play those on hard. Um, you can it also after you beat the game, it does give you the option to do a double experience and WAP. So you can just go through and go through like the Coliseum or the uh, simulations and just do uh, constant battles and just level up if you want to. So I'm at the point where I have a I have a, a EXP material that increases my XP, and then you also get double XP on that one. So you can kind of I was already at like level 40, so the max level is 50. So it's, it's recommended not to go through hard mode unless you're already on max 50 with everybody. So. Gotcha. Uh, and then after that, it's just kind of like uh, strategy. It is, it, it's some depth. It's not like a normal RPG where it's like turn based and you can just kind of fuck around and you know do nice of the round and mimic it eighty five times. This one requires like uh, some actual thought and planning, and you have to. It uses the stagger effect from Final Fantasy thirteen in there, um, and you have to rely on that heavily. So you have to look at uh, assess this material. You go in there and it tells you the weaknesses. If you know if uh, some uh, monsters uh, weak against or bosses weak against fire, you better come in there with fire because if you don't, you're going to be in that battle for 45 minutes. But if you exploit the weakness, you turn those battles into like 10, 15 minutes. So it's it's all about how you play. So I mean, you can play either way you want, but if you want to make it a much more enjoyable experience, uh, there's times where I had to go in there and I I fucked up because I came in there where like people had lightning and and, and ice and I come up there and the bosses weak against fire and I had to just I had to sit there and reload. I was like, I'm, nope, I'm going to stay here for 30 minutes on this boss <laughs> battle for me to almost lose at the end, which happens a lot. 
I was like, I'm just better off just reloading my save and just going in with fire. You know, it makes it a lot more easier. So it does happen a lot. So, um, outside of the, that, uh, the side missions you mentioned, do they add anything to? Uh, is it lore building or grinding or what does that add to the the experience? Um, outside of that, I mean, it adds you get a little bit more in the personality of Cloud because uh, in the original game, you know, Cloud had that old demeanor where he was uh, tough and kept himself and the loner type and he has that in this game but you kind of see him like i said they kind of switched it up a lot so you know like throughout the course of that final fantasy 7 you see him kind of warm up towards the end of that game uh final fantasy 7 after you know what he went through what he went through and um he kind of like loosens up a little bit he loosens up a lot more in this game in the beginning and you see that more through the the side missions because you get that interaction with the characters from like Aerith and I really like Aerith. I really like Tifa a lot. I like these characters a lot. The the, cool. the banner banner between the characters. I don't know, man. I I think they took a perfect game and made it better. And that's my opinion. Some people will argue with me and call me a piece of shit, but I. <laughs> you know, some, Not some here. People, some people will die in their stakes, you know. But uh, I I think they took a uh, a great game and made it better, in my opinion. Because I'm always big cool. on story, and they always they've seen the flesh out of the story. I like the banner between the characters. Uh, Jesse, like I said, Jesse Biggs and Wedge. I, it's, I think their whole uh, story arcs were great. Uh, and uh, I mentioned this before. I read the reviews about it. Is Kingdom Hearts as fuck? It, it, the ending is Kingdom Hearts as fuck. Uh, so uh, <laughs> that's, what make, that's what makes. That's <laughs> what. So like, it, it, it's like a take. They take a story thread from Kingdom Hearts, and it's like, it's like, oh man, come on. Nomura, sometimes you gotta take stuff away from him, but it works. It's fine. I think he did what he needed to do to kind of change it up. It's so fucking good, man. I'm excited about going through it again. I'm down. Awesome. Yeah, Glowing I'm review. I'm looking forward to you going through it. This is something we probably discuss, and it's something we'll probably be discussing until the next episode So uh, of the game. Wow. Um, outside of that, the only other game um, I dabbled a little bit here and there to put in my list was uh, I've still been on my breaks at work. I've still been going through uh, Red Dead Redemption on uh, PlayStation now through my PC. I've uh, been streaming that. Uh, it runs smooth. Um it seems like every time I get to Mexico is where I stop. So here's the final test. I'm, I'm in Mexico again. Um, maybe I'll finally beat this game. I don't know. Uh, I'm not gonna go to details until I actually fucking beat it because I'm gonna, I don't want to jinx myself. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the the last thing I've been playing a lot this week is uh, uh, Soccer to Wars that finally came out. Um, this is something uh, I played back in the day on the Saturn when it was called uh, Soccer to Tyson. The Tyson means wars in Japanese. Um, this is the First, this is not the first one. This is the second one we got uh, localized over here. The first one was uh, yeah. a PS2 and Wii game. It was a PS2 game that came out in 2010 that got localized. That's Damn. pretty pretty expensive to get. Um, this one is like a soft reboot. Takes place after the PS2 game, where that one I think was like a where kind of split up after it went through New York and Paris. This one and Japan, Tokyo. This one takes place uh, during that same time period, uh, the Meiji era, which is kind of like, um, which is an era I'm digging a lot of because I mean, me and you, Richard, been watching Demon Slayer, and that's mm -hmm. a, it's that same time period. It's that whole steampunk airships, uh, trains. Uh, it's that whole modernization of Japan where you still have people walking around with samurai swords, but they're still doing the whole converting to westernization, and they awesome. still have like like glimpses of the Japanese like kimonos, but you, they're still walking around. You see that glimpses of Western civilization kind of peeking their way through. Um, 1940s a weird year, but I'm assuming this is going to be an alternate history. Uh, oh God! <laughs> yeah, it's kind of it's kind of close to something happens, but you know I'm pretty sure that they didn't have mechs in that time. 
But um, no Max, and no. Uh, is there heavy imperialism involved? Nope, uh, okay. I don't see any. Uh, see any of that. So uh, the whole glimpse of this is uh, this takes place like ten years after that uh, last game, the the soccer wars. I think it's a uh, my goodbye, my love, or something. I forgot what it's called. I I'll have to look it up and correct it later. Uh, the last one that came out with, and it's a soft reboot. Uh, there was originally a girl in the original games uh, called Sakura, that was the main character. They got a girl in this one. Her name's also Sakura, but it's a different one. She's kind of influenced by the the original one, where she was saved by her by as a young girl, and she joins the same uh, what they call flower division um, that she her idol worked at. So what they what this is is it's like a, a mecha salt group that attacks demons. They're, they uh, they run these mechs that attack demons at uh, Bay Tokyo, and they uh, do this kind of like as their night job or something to protect the city. And their day job is they run like a, like kind of like a theater, like a, they're a, a, a acting troupe. So they put on these shows for the hmm. public, and then they save the world at the like at night. Like, um, but uh, sounds like a good premise. So they, the way that this game is done is that it's they did it like I said before, like a soft reboot, and it's like. Uh, the the troop is on falling on harder uh, like harder times. Everybody in there's a as a a rookie and it's like after this ten after the last game ten years have passed and the aftermath and you know it's kind of like they loosen up on there and they had a lot of assistance from the the Shanghai version of their troop. This is the Tokyo uh, troop. Uh, it's Shane the Shanghai one's been kind of been stepping in and helping them out and so now they you've got to kind of like uh, you play this. Uh, Character named Kamiyama is a the male character. He starts out. He used to command a ship that got attacked, a naval ship that got attacked in sea by demons, and um, he kind of crashed it to save the civilian ship. And he got reassigned to this troop to kind of like bring him back to life. So he's kind of like doing his own redemption, trying to help this other group to redeem redeem themselves. So they come in there and they put on this play and they suck at acting and they mess it up. And most people in the audience come there just to see them the fuck up and laugh at them and and um. Uh, they're talking about closing that whole uh, branch down and just giving the whole mech, uh, mech protection from demons to the Shanghai group. So you're tasked with uh, kind of like rebuilding this group and bringing it back to their former glory. Now, the the whole uh, structure is, is very anime-based. It's done like um, you can do like these. Uh, they, they do them like episodes. Each episode kind of caters to a different girl. Like this is an all-girls theme, and then the character is like a male character. Um, it is... Uh, so it's like an episode structure, like an anime. So where you have uh, these, you have a bit in the beginning, then you have an intermission, then you have like a battle at the end. Now the only difference is like the old Sakura Tyson games, the battles were mostly like strategy RPG type games, kind of like Fire Emblem. Yeah. Uh, they decided. I remember to it being grid based. They changed it up this time since uh, everybody knows how popular those Musou games are. Uh, this one's mostly uh, Musou based battles now, where you get on there and you have a light attack, strong attack, and you have a special attack. So they've done wow. away with the strategy on there. Which is fine. Yeah. I've, I've yeah. gone through it and I'm okay with it. Um, that's part of the changes on there. So that's but, kind of a drastic gameplay change from mm-hmm. tactical strategy to Musa. I think it's because you know the you know there hasn't been that many games of this caliber in the United States, and I guess they felt that they wanted to localize this from the beginning. And this was their best bet. They didn't want to make it more niche than it wanted to be. Gotcha. Um, so. I, Outside of that, gameplay-wise, I mean, it's uh, you'll have those Musa battles and it's sprinkled in between there, but it's, it mostly plays like My Bread and Butter, which is a visual novel, where you're going through and you experience the story. They give you different uh, story choices, and based off whatever your choices is, uh, you build your uh, respect level or your affection level with the, the characters in there, and that builds your bond with them. 
And so you can get different endings with each different person. And so I, I think I'm only up to chapter two. And it's not a very long game. I think it's only like seven or eight chapters. So I'm, I'm maybe about halfway through it. I'm probably about like five or six hours into it. So it's probably maybe about 15-hour game. Okay. But I'm enjoying it so far. So uh, it's caught my attention on there. I like it a lot. The only thing that's jarring to me is that it, what's weird is that they um, some of it is voiced. Uh, it's, it's subtitled. It's Japanese. There's no, uh, there's no English dub. But then okay. there's certain parts in the game where it's like, you, it feels like they should have voiced it and they didn't, and it just seems so. <laughs> I, it seems so out of place when they're having conversations and there's nothing there. It's like I, I wish they just would have voiced the whole thing. But it's either here or there. That's my only com- real complaint I have on there. Outside Sounds of that, I like slightly dated. Yeah, it's weird. It's like they they work with the budget they had. So. Yep. Um, and but outside of that, the art style is good. I mean, the character design is done by the guy who did the Bleach. So. Awesome. I mean, you can look That's at all of them. They all they all look like they came from Bleach. I mean, there's one that look, there's a guy that looks like Ichigo. There's a, a guy that looks like uh, his sister. There's a girl that looks like his older sister. And I mean, they're all there. Like you can find them. There's one that looks like Rukia. Uh, so I mean, they're all they're all there. You can find similarities to a lot of these characters. So that's cool. You mentioned it being a follow up to that PS2 Wii game. Do you have to have played that one to enjoy this one, or is it just kind of fan servicey? If you played that one, you pick up on some stuff. I I'm starting to see in here based off what I can see in here. Like there's some there's a villain kind of controlling the scenes with these demons, and I think that villain used to be one of the heroes from the original games. Okay. She's she's wearing a mask, but I can kind of tell from the silhouette where they're going with it, and something must have happened with this character. But outside of that, I mean, they they kind of like they they glance over like the major battle from that original game took place ten years ago, and that whole troop was destroyed, like that building and everything they were kind of rebuilding. From there, it's they kind of just took what how that ended and just do like a like a soft reboot where they. Didn't do what was done before, but you don't have to have any real previous knowledge before on there. I mean, does it make it better? Uh, sure, but we didn't. it's not like we got the whole series to begin with. We didn't luck out like when they came out with the Dreamcast when they ported over the first two from Saturn, and then we got the next three and four on Saturn. I mean, on Dreamcast. Because originally Dreamcast had all one through four on there. Because they Damn. actually went back and they remastered one and two and put it on there, and then they came out with the new three and four, and then five came out on PS2 and Wii. So we never got one through four. So, so I don't think that part actually matters. So, but hopefully, the joys of localization. Hopefully, this is something to, that they'll uh, they'll keep going with. So, and that's, that's it for cool. me, man. How about you, uh, Richard? What you got planned this week? That's it. My updates are actually the same two games. Uh, I ran another Halo Master Chief night with a friend of the show, Jeremy. We had the worst round of competitive Halo I have ever been a part of in my entire <laughs> life. Entire life. It was a Halo 4 King of the Hill round. And I've literally, uh, another friend of the show, Derek, him, he and his son, I've mentioned them before. Yeah. They play a lot of Master Chief Collection. And they will literally write on the board the names of these players that they just run into these gods and there's no stopping them. So this was King of the Hill, first to 250 points, right? And remember, if you sit on the hill for a second, you get a point. We got beat 250 to nothing. Yikes. We, got, <laughs> we killed, it was 4v4, we killed them twice. And me and uh, Jeremy never got a shot on either one of them. We never, we were just instantly dead all the time. If you ever see Zeppelin on Xbox, Zeppelin is a beast at Halo. I don't care who you are, if you're not Zeppelin, set your controller down and just walk off. If you don't want to take the hit for quitting the game and walk and and taking that three-minute timeout or whatever it is, just set your controller down and walk off because you're not going to have fun. It's not even going to be close. 
They were god tier, man. It was no stopping them. Absolutely no stopping them. Zeppelin and Ascendance with no A at the end of Ascendance. Or E if that's supposed to be an E. My spelling is escaping me. Ascendance. It's e. they're, yep, they're, they're, ready. they're ready for the next console. They're Stay away from those two. Those two guys are already they're already playing in native 4K. They're already playing at 120 <laughs> frames per second. They're already playing in VR with headshot, mouse clicking. Like that's what it felt like. We were playing PC people with just mouse click headshots. All they're doing is right when they finish uh, their matches on the Xbox, they go to the PC version and start playing that one. It's nonstop Hope, Halo. Hoping to get in the same room with uh, me and Jeremy again. Does that have no. keyboard mouse support now? Uh, I don't know if it does. There's, a, you know, the Master Chief Collection slowly rolling out on PC, so I would imagine that's where they would try to send that crowd. Yeah. So I don't even know if those player bases are integrated. I don't know if you can play against PC Master Chief people. Yeah, Halo um, 2 comes out this month, I think. Yeah, we didn't put that news, but Halo 2 Anniversary is coming. So, uh, CJ, if you have Game Pass Ultimate, you can download those on your rig. You give oh, them a go. I'm it's already got... That. Already got Reach and uh, Combat you know. Evolved on there. Yep. No. CE, I'll probably go ahead and get Reach. It it wasn't really much of a remaster. I might as well. But I love Reach. It's my favorite one. You're gonna play it on PC. You're gonna play the best looking version there is. So yeah. And yeah, mouse and the, keyboard. With the claw on the keyboard, and you have to hit the over here to get the fucking <laughs> yeah, grenades when we were playing it. <laughs> we were playing that early build, weren't we? God, that seems like that was almost a year ago, man, and those games are still just barely rolling out. Um, I also played Wind Waker. I played some more Wind Waker. Uh, CJ, have you played much of that Zelda game? I have not. Actually, the first Zelda game I ever truly got into because I was never much of a Nintendo guy before the Switch was uh, Breath of the Wild. Oh wow, yeah, you're one so of those I'm, people. Yeah. Not saying that's a bad thing. That's just a generational thing that. Uh, Zelda was a certain type of game for years and years and years, and then Breath of the Wild just is totally different. It has, you know, obviously it has some some core elements there, but yeah, the dungeons and getting the item to beat the dungeon and all that yeah. is just totally thrown out the window. And this is, I would say, this is the best version of that type of Zelda. I highly recommend Wind Waker. Um, I don't. You'll find throughout the show, there's game. I'll start a game and I'll jump off of it as soon as possible. Something else yep. will come up and I'll try five hours yep. of something else. Same. I'm last week. I was in the Forest Haven. I beat the Forest Haven and then I beat the Temple of the Gods and now I'm back at the Forsaken Fortress trying to free my sister. So I'm progressing through the game pretty good and way more than I normally do a game. But uh, I'm addicted to, last week I talked about getting the treasure charts and like finding treasure and stuff like that. I finally got a bigger wallet, so now when I find all these rupees everywhere, I, I'm actually <laughs> putting them in my wallet instead of just, you know, you got Shut some up. money, and you can't use it for anything. Uh, my kids love watching it. They really dig the art style. Um, I told my youngest that uh, the whole point of the game was I'm trying to save my sister, and so now she's like totally invested in watching me play. Like, are you to the sister yet? And I'm like, no, I think it's going to be a ways away. But um, they they totally like it. Like when you you so the premise behind this one, CJ, uh, Wind Waker, you change the direction of the wind and you can uh, take your boat wherever it needs to go. Right. Yeah. So you may you may have your sail out, but if the wind's not going in the proper direction, you're literally going to sit there. So you take the Wind Waker out and you play this specific song and the wind will like whoosh, and it does this real cool animation with Link and yeah. 
the wind changes and then you, you throw out your sail and you just take off, man. And it just, there's something about it. This came out in a time when open world games just, they weren't out yet. Good. We didn't have yeah. like check marks on maps and you had like Morrowind and it was mostly a PC scape. So to have this big ocean to explore, and it's, it's still like, I haven't been everywhere. It's still a huge map that I can explore. And there's, there's a chart that you can get for each grid on the map. And there's usually a, like a, Almost like a shrine. There's there's probably a building there. There might be a fairy, some sort of puzzle to solve to maybe get an item. Like that's how I maxed out my rupees and bombs. Yeah. And it uh man, it's just good. I got the master sword. I started so I started to hint it at the story last week, like when you start to see the characters unveiling and um where the place where you get the master sword is actually underneath the water. I don't know if anybody listening to this is Wind Waker spoilers, but it's underneath the water. The boat transports. I mean, Cesar's how, shaking his head. It's been how many? How many years has been? The, I mean, <laughs> 15, 16 years. You had your it's chance. Been, and it's been seven years since that remaster. I can't believe that remaster came out that long. The Wii U one. Hopefully, they uh, start doing some uh, some some of these remasters like they're supposedly doing with Mario this year with all the three D yeah. Mario games. I'd I'd love to see that. I'd probably play through all those Zeldas because Breath of the Wild has they're me coming. hooked. Yeah. They're coming, but the the boat you go underwater and like the place that you're in where you get the master sword. There's stained glass all around the edge of this room, and each one of the stained glass windows is one of the sages from Ocarina of Time, in the Wind Waker art style, and it's just this cool oh, throwback. Cool. Yeah. The music's playing, man, and I just I'm a Zelda fan through and through, and this one, this one is cementing itself up there with uh, with like Ocarina, and I enjoyed Twilight Princess a little bit, but. <laughs> This one's gonna be up there with Ocarina as far as the three D ones. Cesar shaking his head again. <laughs> the way the Waker of the Winds is still my favorite, so it's good, man. The pacing's good. It's it's something. It's one after another, and um, the boat that you ride around on talks. So that's an early element that you find right. out, and and you can jump out of the boat and talk to him, and he can give you a hint on where to go if you're stuck. And it's just real. The pacing's like perfect. I'm never I'm never wandering around. The puzzles are really good puzzles. They'll make you smile. Um, the shrine I just did, the Temple of the Gods, there's a room where, there's a main room with a door that's locked, and there's four switches, and each each switch has a corresponding puzzle to it, and they're all statues. So you have yeah. to find a way to get these statues out of their respective rooms and into the places to unlock the door. And just the elements that it uses to complete those puzzles, Zelda games, especially the 2D ones before that, they're good at giving you an item in a dungeon, and then you never have to use it again. This one, you're switching between something you got at the beginning of the game, the most recent thing you got, some bombs. It just, it's a good incorporation of everything. And if, if I had to knock, thinking back on Breath of the Wild, because Breath of the Wild is my favorite game of all time. It's, it is number one. Um, outside of dungeons, it was lacking those, those item, the item, gameplay moments that they provided you you had the bomb the ice thing and you know you had those stasis like you had those three core elements and you could do all kinds of shit with them i'm not gonna knock that you can set up all these weird i see stuff on the twitter on on the twitter i see stuff on twitter all the time where they like they freeze a guardian and then they they build up that stasis Mm -hmm. thing and then they launch it and they snipe it you couldn't have done that in any other game it's all kind of wacky physics and crazy shit and i love it but but having a boomerang and a now I have a bow and arrow and now I have a giant hammer that knocks down spikes and when you're just switching in your inventory and I will I will give it this the Wii U gamepad that game is perfect on Wii U man you got your gamepad down there it's got your items on the top the map in the middle 
my game is on the top screen totally uninterrupted. I'm running around as Link. I do whatever I need to do. I'm still moving around. I can I can switch items on the fly and assign them to a buttons and use those buttons whenever I need. It's it's masterclass uh, Wii U gamepad design. That's just Nintendo, though, man. I mean, they've been. I mean, even from when I from when I got the Switch, it made me go back to. When I got this Wii now, I'm playing through a couple of, of old Wii games. They're just so good at just giving you a perfect all-around game. And this doesn't have to be about guns. doesn't have to be about... Graphics, uh, even though... Graphics. Gorgeous. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's one of those things. That, I mean, it pushes the boundaries, just in, but just because of gameplay. and Sometimes yeah. even story. Yeah. And they're known for, like, the Switch is, is a portable device, and you break the controllers off and hand them to people, and... The Wii U was a swing and a miss with that gamepad, but when it when it's an element that works, it's it's really really good. The Wii, like you were talking about, that was a whole new game style that nobody had played, and people burn out with the the waggling. And you know, mm-hmm. some games did it well, some games didn't. So, yeah. But uh, you're right about Nintendo being being masters of that art. Yeah, for sure. Wind Waker is awesome, man. I'm, I'm beating it this time. This is my playthrough. Where I, <laughs> I have multiple GameCube save files. I have, I had two other Wii U save files. So this is it. This is the one that gets all the way through. I don't think I have but like three dungeons after this. So yeah, you're not. Yeah, you should be able to get it done. Yeah, I got the Master Sword. I'm, I'm most of the way there. All right, so that's my games played. Uh, we're gonna cut over to CJ, but before we catch up on what you have been playing. We want to bounce off of you, you know, kind of for, for the listeners to get to know you a little bit more. What are your, maybe some of your defining games or some of your favorite games of all time that, you know, they don't have to be the best games. That's never yeah. our thing. You know, we like a lot of games that just suck, but they're fun for us or they're memorable, that kind of thing. Like, what's kind of stood out over your history of playing games that, that defines you as a gamer? As uh, um, Richard always gives me a hard time about, I always like those uh, porno naughty games, so... <laughs> <laughs> Um, as far as favorite games and stockings, time, <laughs> my probably top three, I mean, really have to be fighting for number one, maybe even number two is Last of Us. Of course, okay. that was the first time I ever encountered a, a story that really made me feel something in a, in a game. Uh, and I would say Bioshock Infinite, that... That game is definitely a, a miss with a lot of people, but god damn, that game is so good when it comes to storytelling. I know that's a hit for Cesar as well. Both of those games. And DLC. Lots of us. Yeah, DLC, no bueno for me. I uh, felt like they had something good, and they could have kept something good, but they kind of ruined it with that DLC. I'm not going to spoil that for anybody who hasn't played it. Uh, but then uh, just pure gameplay is Doom. Man. Oof, Doom 2016? Yes, I can play that game. Day in and day out on whatever. You got to remember, you're talking to two old farts on this podcast. So when you when we hear yeah, doom, a, doom, we think floppy 64. discs. It's like uh, <laughs> like now, like yeah, doom on the fucking Amiga. Let's go. Yeah. Free warrior, baby. Uh, All right. Yeah. Thank you for those three, CJ. It's good. It's a good summary. Yeah. Uh, games played. Uh, mainly. My go-to game when I hop off work is, uh, of course, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. When it does work, it's amazing. When it doesn't, it's, why did I buy this? You said you're playing on uh, PC? Yeah, I just swapped over to PC. Um, okay. So I'm actually getting 140, 200 
frames a second or Damn. yeah frames a second thousand so, frames a second yeah uh, uh 8k 12k the the god tier uh supreme version <laughs> um so yeah that that's been my go-to for me story wise i've been playing through uh tokyo mirage sessions okay uh fe encore sharp yeah. whatever that whole title is thank you for putting uh, the full title people would have been confused mm-hmm. yeah right uh no had no clue what it was until i started playing persona 5 and uh and then now that i don't have a playstation and royal is out i wanted to do something with my time when it came to an atlas game get and, that fixed yeah i had to get that fixed in and damn does that game have some great music some great styling and some great gameplay it's a uh, it for people who are missing that fix as well i think that is a rightful rightful place to get that fix at and on top of that it's portable which not too sure why atlas hasn't come out with a persona 5 port to the switch because it seems like it'd be the perfect game for it but that's that's beyond me i think and, that um, one's tied up with uh sony help publish that one wasn't that right sensor um yeah i think it's uh something they made a deal with sony because like even when i beat final fantasy 7 remake there was a lot of fucking uh, Sony Interactive uh, people that worked on that game. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of uh, names in that credit, so I think that's why they got that year exclusive. I think gotcha. it's something similar with Sony on that Persona. Hmm. Well, hopefully sometime in the future, maybe uh, Shin Megami Tensei Five. Never played that, but I've heard good things, so uh, maybe we'll get that on the Switch. Which I'm, I, I think that's actually might be a Switch Switch exclusive. As I think about it, I'm not too sure. Don't yeah, go there, right? They yeah. did. Uh, it, it is because they did four and uh, apocalypse on uh, 3ds as exclusive. So okay. Uh, besides that, I uh, I have just started my uh, playthrough of Streets of Rage four. All right. Yeah, me and because you know Neona stuck in the house. She wanted to play something together, and I was like, all right, let's play this game. I've heard good things about it, and I've never played any of the previous three Streets of Rage games. And oh. I have a whole. <laughs> they have a whole screen, kind of like a whole story, like back backstory to it. And damn, the music in that game is so fucking good. I'm, yeah. I, that might be one of the soundtracks I actually get on Apple Music. But we're just going through, having fun, beating them up. And we got through Excellent. one level last night, and probably gonna go through another one tonight. But man, if you like beat em, beat 'em ups, man, I recommend playing uh, Double Dragon with Cesar. <laughs> <laughs> What's the story behind that? <laughs> you know, uh, there's a move where you can kick your partner and he takes uh, full advantage <laughs> just don't do B, as long as you don't do B mode A mode is when we can't hurt each other don't do B mode um, so what do you think yeah. about Streets of Rage outside of the uh, soundtrack good co-op uh, it, no it's actually uh, has some, some damn good co-op and it looks gorgeous on Xbox I, I, I haven't played it anything else but it's not too hard of a game to run so i don't see it being any worse on anything else but man that game looks absolutely amazing the backdrops how they kind of like follow along with you when whether you're on top of the train or whether you know you have like it's 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 so three-dimensional in that game even though it's like a 2d or 2.5d-esque type beat-em-up game but i i gotta think you know just play it once and i'm probably gonna go through the whole game awesome yeah, and besides that, um, it's just uh, Valorant. I got into the beta, left my Twitch stream on all night. What is that? I keep hearing the name. I have no clue. I'm ground level, no knowledge. I don't know what this game is at all. Um, essentially, Riot Games, uh, they made League of Legends. Uh, they saw CSGO. 
<laughs> they, saw CS, <laughs> they saw CS go and how much money they were making on that. And they were like, let's just copy that exact game with uh, and mix it with Overwatch stuff. That's okay. the gist of what it is. It's CSGO players with uh, abilities. And I am hot garbage, or uh, as my cousin likes to say, asshole casserole. <laughs> when it comes to playing that game. <laughs> uh, but I'm getting better at it slowly but surely. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I, can, I can see the appeal. I know once it comes out full launch, money is going to be spent on it, even though it's free. I, I know how I, how I am. I have a spending problem when it comes to these microtransaction games. And oh. I want the coolest skin, the coolest guns. I want to I talk a lot of shit. You know, so... But, uh, but yeah, that's basically all it is. Man. It's totally generational. <laughs> 100%. 100. My dad hey, doesn't know this. You got your theme. Just roll with it. Yeah. I just, yeah. It's cool. Theme. I like hearing the different voice on that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, uh, when they push it as far as like a mandatory thing, I got kind of upset with Infinity Ward when they did this with Call of Duty. They said they actually had like a whole like tweet, like blog post. No microtransactions in this game whatsoever. One month in. Call of Duty stores up. What the fuck? Like, d- like, don't lie to me about it. Just at least yeah. be upfront, you know? But no, we're, we're, none of us were surprised. We knew there was a lie in the beginning. There were like no microtransactions. Like, yeah, right. Like, they can't blatantly lie like that, but sure. When I mean, there was microtransactions in fucking Diablo 3, I was like, how does that even happen? <laughs> <laughs> True. But yeah, I, I don't mind them. Uh, the whole thing with people are like microtransactions, this and that. I mean, if. I, I understand it because, I mean, I have a 40-hour-a-week job, and then as well as my secondary job I go to at GameStop just to kind of mess around and get a little bit extra cash. I, I don't want to spend hours and hours and hours grinding on something when I could be using that to play something else or doing this and that. Uh, right. If you don't want to buy it, then don't buy it. Nobody's forcing you to. Right. So. It's but, the, we've We've had long conversations on here about DLC and loot boxes and all that kind of stuff, and it's it's always the predatory ones that uh. That's yeah. No, I don't agree with that at all. No. No, yeah. and that's the that's the biggest complaint. It's like there are certain people only want want certain skins, and they just want to buy their certain skins instead of doing the whole mm-hmm. Vegas slot machine thing. Right. Yeah. That's that's the part that most people hate. With yeah, no known chances of you know one in six million of this possibly. I mean, when it comes to that, I mean, I think it goes to another one of those things. I mean, like, that, personally, for me, that's just life. I mean, if if you want that skin, you got to you gotta roll. You got to roll for it, you know, just like everybody <laughs> else did. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, if you don't, I mean, it, like, as long as it doesn't affect how I play the game and you're not making me pay extra money for it, then I'm, yeah. I'm all for it. I mean, it, I mean, it kind of sounds like a capitalist of me, but... Uh, I mean, it's a business they're running. They're not giving stuff out for free. They're there to make money. Yeah. So. That's 100% accurate. All right, that's all the games you've been playing? That's it. That's it. Call of Duty, Valorant. 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 Yeah. Valerie's the name of a song. Yeah. Instead of Simance, it's Valorant. <laughs> that's actually pretty good. Nice callback, CJ. That was, pretty, that was well done, sir. <laughs> All right, holy shit, somehow this is a two-hour show. We knew this was going to happen. This happens every time. 
It's uh, <laughs> it's adding that extra voice. CJ, you're fired. We got to get back to one hour shows. Yeah, yeah, I got to cut it down somewhere. And, uh, and <laughs> newest one takes the cut. So trim you're CJ. Out. Yeah, it's usually better when just me, and Richard, on there. Like game good, game bad, in podcast. <laughs> play Halo. Play, <laughs> play panty game. <laughs> oh God, I miss you, Andrew Luck. On retire. Wow. That's really this podcast <laughs> condensed down into like four sentences. Dude, 111 episodes of that shit. <laughs> Andrew, fucking Andrew Luck. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, CJ, thank you for joining us. Um, listeners, let us know if you enjoyed CJ's uh, addition to the podcast. We might have him back. We don't know. We'll see if he enjoyed hanging out with us. He might not have. He might not have had a good time. We hope he did, and we'll, we'll see how the whole guest guest host thing goes so and then we'll have that awkward situation where he thinks he logged off and then he's still cussing us out in the background and we can still hear everything he says right and then i add it to the podcast and publish it for everyone to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you passed the sound check there buddy we got some real good audio oh yeah real good sound bit yeah <laughs> back over it and got him some terrible terrible stuff that was being said speaking of sound bit i do need to edit and post this so we will go ahead and cut out you guys got anything you want to add at the very end um uh play soccer rewards everybody <laughs> um, so we get more of the games vote with your wallet that's always yep. our thing hey yeah. man i i single-handedly brought tails back from the brink of death you did that was your campaign uh, one thing I want to add is uh, Epstein didn't kill himself. Oh, and there's God. that. <laughs> we, we delved into that. That's where we're at now. Oh God, here we go. We just we went straight political. Boot us <laughs> off the internet. We're like fucking info wars now. <laughs> now we're gonna have a uh, Chad Mossflower is gonna cut out our our sound bits and he's gonna he's gonna do 42 of the tracks and just leave 12 of ours. He's gonna jump yeah. in our. He's gonna jump in our uh, our anti Zoom call and start talking about uh, <laughs> shit about everybody else. Drawing genitalia on the screen. Oh god! Take all the credit from Richard. It's gonna, yeah, that's yep. it. And then he'll just uh, he'll just Tommy Lee Jones it like at the very end of it like No Country for Old Man just ramble on. <laughs> I will never forget that ending. I'm like I was in a movie theater like what the fuck did I just watch? It just they fucking killed the character I liked and then just Tommy Lee Jones rambling. I'm like is this how the book ended too? I was it's like, a masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> all I can think it was like Tom Lee Jones talking like a Bill Belichick and then just credits I'm like what, what the fuck did I just watch <laughs> is this really it is this over <laughs> alright guys we rambled on for uh, over two hours Um, thank you again Cesar for joining us thank you CJ for guest hosting along with us yeah always you know me always. I'm always uh, iffy on if I'm going to show up every week So this is this is true it's just me. I just sit down here and stare at the screen and hope somebody shows up on the other <laughs> end and we get something going. But uh, thank you guys both for helping put together this episode. And uh, listeners, thank you for joining us joining us this week. Oh, we didn't do all of our bullshit. Great. Overcast. Back it up. Back it up. What would you start with? Overcast. Uh, SoundCloud. CJ, where do you listen to our podcast at? Uh iTunes, I think they they changed the name of it. It's like iTunes something. But I, I go on iTunes, I look up no podcast, and that's where it comes through. Uh, judges say that we were the answer we were looking for was iTunes, but that does work. Yes, excellent. Okay, there it goes. Cesar, 
The Spotify's. Um, Google Play Store. And CJ's going to finish with a resounding iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio. <laughs> and also, wherever uh, wherever our RSS feed is is launched and wherever you find it, right, Cesar? Yep, hopefully on a uh, good, reputable site and not a bad one. Not something scandalous. We are looking at uh, uh, Pornhub hosting, though. Hey, they pay the bills, man. Pornhub and YouPorn and RedTube. Cost-saving measures. Yep. X and XX. Uh, we we're on we're on Twitter and Instagram as no podcast. <laughs> I think, well, I, think we named it, I think we named the big four right there. We just put them out there. Yep. Somebody's like, damn, they knew it all. Somebody's frequent those pages. <laughs> they heard like four different things out of that, and all they're going to search for on Google is Pornhub no podcast. That's that's all that's going to happen. It's going to be in our tags at the very end of this too. I'm okay with that. Maybe <laughs> we get more hits. <laughs> it's not someone's the CJ gonna, someone's effect. Gonna pull up, someone's going to pull up our podcast. It's like this is not porn. We're just talking. I listened for two fucking hours. <laughs> Nobody had sex with anybody <laughs> the whole time. There's no pizza man. There's no pool boy. Oh, it's a pretty good bit. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thank you for joining us this week, and we'll catch you next week. Bye. Adios. Is it all non-emergency people? Basically. And then all the emergency people got to shuffle them over here. All the non-emergency people got to shuffle them over there. I'm just like, all right, we need to hire somebody else. And he just still says no. So. Yeah, we're in the, in the process of letting everybody else go right now. Um, I still can't see you on the camera, Richard. I'm here. Yeah, he's here for me. Yeah. You don't see me? Try, uh, try leaving and joining back in. That's probably what we're going to have to do. This will be uh, good audio. I'm doing audio capture for a uh, bit at the end of the episode. We always do like a trial thing and then save it and add it to the end of the episode. You may have heard some of those. I have. I was laughing because the privacy disclaimer always pops up when I start recording the call. And I'm supposed to tell everybody that's on the call that I'm recording it. And you probably say, you probably see on there somewhere Richard is recording the call. Yeah, it says it up top. Yeah. Yeah, somehow my background is blurred, but I'll go with it. That's fine with me. I don't see you at all now. Good job, Skype. Yeah. I might just reboot regardless. It's been a while. You, I want to catch on like five minutes maybe? Yeah. Uh, I'll we, still be here. So We all restart? Uh, Sure. I don't see you, Sassafar. I know. I know we kind of need visual for this. You can see me now. Yeah, I can see you. I can see both of y'all now. You're join, just, uh, uh, jumping out and joining back in, fixed it. All right, I'm gonna do the same. See you in a second. <laughs>